so, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Machu Bili alongside my critique and fan in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, I bought a fidget spinner. Why? Nobody yeah. told you to. Yeah. Fidget spinners nah, are I, bullshit. They're terrible. Yeah, they kind of bullshit, but <laughs> they, they don't work. They don't work at all. But I was trying to kind of yeah, get into the mischief. I, I thought it was like it guaranteed to work there. No, no, forget all that. Like, it don't work in the way it's supposed to do. Like, it, it's supposed to apparently with this release stress or anything. None of that bullshit. It just no, no, spin. No, no. It's, it's, it's a placebo. It's right. just something to tell idiot. You know, just right. spin this little thing here on your finger. Right, but I was, trying to, I was trying to figure out. What I was trying to figure out, actually, is what um why it gets so popular so fast in such a short space of time. And then I, I figured out that uh, apparently the patent for it ended, like, you know, just the other day, like a month ago. And so everybody could make one. <laughs> that okay. is basically I, why I, I thought it was like some kind of Illuminati stuff was going on. Nah, nah, not like that. Like just, this, it's just this, the is, this is the this is the toy that all our children you know? will be using, and we'll brainwash right. them and to worship Satan. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it just it just it just a pattern ended. That is one of those products that it feels so late nineties though. Twenty years ago, apparently the, the pattern um, was created. I think so, well, probably earlier, and then they just never do anything with it, so it never take off now. But right. if you give everybody, if you see, this is where common copyright law matters. And not controlling it too much because you could give other people who would be interested, and you can actually, you know, do something like Creative Commons. So you can make a little bit of cash on the side, so you will make more money. But you see, people too greedy and zero sum, so whatever. Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Like I just always remember that being like as some KFC toy back in the nineties. Exactly. Yeah. I just remember much, something this, specifically like that. But is that is a high tech? This version is a high tech version. Sorry, sorry. It have like the one I bought is like for ten US now. Uh, you ordered this shit, son. I yeah, that's too expensive. Bought it down here or something. No, I bought it in in, in Sando, so it was oh, like. But oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you. It was like sixty, sixty TT. All right, all right, I hear you. Yeah, sixty TT. I was only talking US. No, we're not talking money. Anyway, uh, that and the, so it was like ten dollars, kind of expensive though, and. Then I think it's supposed to be like at least three dollars, but I hear that versions like all twenty dollars and things. So it's like apparently the more expensive is the spin better. But this one is kind of spin okay, but it is kind of stop real fast. So it's whatever the ball bearings and the more expensive ball bearings or set of bullshit. Right. This is a bullshit product. Whatever. Yes. Let's so, so, get so, out. So the in, in, in a scale, of, so <laughs> if you were to rate it, how much would you rate the fidget spinner? Uh, like three out of ten. <laughs> so right. dumb. Yeah. And this is another episode of PSP yeah. and Billy. Yes, I forget like, that kind of weird trajectory, but I yeah, don't the know. enlightened, the enlightened conversation about fidget spinners. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I we're gonna know. talk I just about. Guess you had to get off your chest, so see what. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We had to talk about. Yeah. Well, so today, shit to talk about. Yeah, we, we have co- we have a good amount of shit to talk about. Uh, yeah, we just gonna try to do it in a short space of time, but yes. you see, right? So, um, yeah. first off, we have yes. to make mention yeah. of um of Adam West, the icon. Yeah. You know, to say the least, yeah, you know, yeah, just off of the, you know, just him playing Batman in, you know, in the, the cult classic TV series, Batman from the 60s. Yeah. You know? um, I specifically yeah. just remember growing up with it. Like, I remember um, Channel 2. Yeah, those that was like one of the, the two stations that we had at the time. Yeah, I remember you so watch, yeah. uh, remember watching that like Friday evenings at 5.30, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is fun. And, and then, of awesome. course, TV6 came yeah, around and, and then it. the Batman animated series came around and it was like... Yep, right. whatever. But I, I'm just glad that that right. series never, it was never thrown away by the wayside. It still had its legion of fans. And you know, even even and us I, will look at thing. it now and kind of laugh at it. But that's that's the fun of it. That's the charm of it. And you know, we we love it. Yeah, and it was, it was it was self-aware. Yeah, it opinion. was. I it think, was very I think it self-aware. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just last year, he did they did Cape Crusaders, which was pretty awesome in my opinion. I actually gave it a really good yeah. review. Uh, we did it, and but it, it was wasn't awesome. his voice. And then Adam West, it was, it was a homage to that show. Right. Right. And 
then they did a what is and then well he's a pop culture kind of resurrection in his own right because he uh you know what I know him as <laughs> as you know Mayor West in yes, Family yes, Guy, yes. right? He also had these real old yes. lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's this completely inept kind of senile figure. And he's like easily one of the funniest funniest things in Family yeah, Guy. For even me. funnier than James Woods old... and that's seen a lot. <laughs> yeah, by far. By far. The James Woods thing just come across as dumb, but he was just like genuinely hilarious with the with the inane yeah. mister. That's the inane inane yeah. old man. And, and it was so good, like, even, uh, and, like, every time he would, he would come, like, in these later seasons, he would show up every once in a while. It's like, hey, Mayor West, ah, you know? And you just crack yeah. a line and then... Some random, yeah, it's a total random bullshit. So just bring, bring it to the character. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the man's a great actor. He's a, like, essentially the, the quote-unquote patriarch of the, you know, the Batman course, franchise, yes, for, yes. for lack of yeah. a better term. Um, I, I kind of, well, I kind of verklempt about it because I kind of wanted him to show up in one of the movies. Um, as a little guest star or something like that. Uh, or something, yeah. Just a little something. Right, exactly. That's what I wanted. And I, I well I had my own my own dream of what it was, I want to see with the DCU, which is basically like a multiverse crisis event and one of the Batmans would have been him. Oh, okay. version okay. like him. That would have yeah, been fucking yeah, awesome. Actually, However, yeah, yeah. Um, right, yeah. and anyway, on, the, on but, the other spectrum uh, of, 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 of comics no, wait, that's, uh, well, as I say, that's a send-off oh, oh, sorry, Adam sorry, West, sorry, you know, alright. Yeah. yeah, that's just the final send-off for Adam West. Rest in peace, old chum. Yeah. It was a good run. Uh, he was a, a just truly, really, this one, this one hurt. This yeah. one really hurt for me. I, I didn't expect it. I mean, he make, he's 88, which is a good innings. But, you know, you yeah. still miss him. He's one of the big, big, you know, big names in, in pop culture that gone. And yes, he will be yeah. truly missed. Uh, well, what I have to say so, just in closing, um, apart from Holy Smokes Batman, is... Um, yeah. Wow, there's gonna be like a number of rest in pieces for, um, you know, when Justice League comes out, though, you know. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> yeah, because they, and they have like all these real sad pictures online with him. They have like one where he, when remember he was climbing up with the rope. Of course, yeah, yeah. And they have, scene. They have been going up to heaven. Oh, and they have the other oh, one. Oh, they did that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, someone yeah. did that. So sad. And then they have our next one with um, have our next one with like the just the phone, the red phone, just ringing and nobody answering it. Yeah. Like, what? So they do it to me. You know, actually, you know, I kind of motivated to buy <laughs> the, the, the Blu-ray box set of, of the Batman series. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. It came out a few years ago yeah. and the, um, it got a lot of praise, actually. Like, it showed up in a lot of best of, um, best of the year lists and stuff. So, yeah, uh, because, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen that show in a long while. And, I mean, three seasons. Yeah, I'll have a blast with that. Right. Yeah. So, on the, uh, on the other spectrum of, of the comics, we're moving from DC to Marvel now. Yeah, boy, Marvel. Yeah. Marvel brought out a teaser trailer, trailer for Black teaser Panther, trailer. and holy Panther, shit, ah, boy. it was bad. Yes, bad isn't good. Was, it was no, real, real. Yes, you take it. Okay, so Black Twitter has has been absolutely hilarious in and around this trailer. Before we actually talk about the trailer yeah, itself, yeah. <laughs> like all kind of amazing shit, like people start making jokes, like how they'll be dressed up, um, going to see Black Panther. It's like pictures of King Jaffy Jaffa, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, that uh, oh, what was the guy with the with the braids up from Walking Dead with the tiger? Uh, oh, that guy. Uh, well, I forget. Yeah, the shit, I forget his name. But I know what you mean. That would right. be cool though if you see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some, some yeah. idiots you can see. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, the then, for, then that show, like, for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But this, this, what, what, uh, the trailer itself. This was way better than expected because another thing that um, they was kind of catching else about because earlier in the day. They had the poster, and the poster is complete garbage. I, I saw oh it, my and I was God. like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that poster, 
Lazy as hell, one of the worst photoshops I've seen. I mean, come on, Marvel. They real like cut corners. Yeah, but, but a lot of people yes. make me note that it resembled Huey P. Newton, um, a similar picture that he had back in the days. It's like, all right, that, that's, that's right. interesting, that, but still, I wouldn't pick up on that watching, reference, right? No, that's the thing. When I, was, when I was watching the picture, I was like, it's supposed to be a painting of Black Panther and not not an actual picture of him, so it looked kind of yeah. weird now. It would have been cool anyway, if it was a uh, painting, like, um, like Tink. Like, think right. the end that, of Conan the like Barbarian, that painting, that badass painting that they do. Right. Something like that, yeah. Right. That's why I, I was trying to defend it, but, like, it was just looking like shit, sorry. You know, this really, really bad Photoshop, his head. Like, you can just have him with the mask instead, no? or something like that. Okay, it does look mm. horrible. Um, it does look uninspired to but, me. Just, like... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah it yeah, was really, really I mean, underwhelming. Well, I mean, that, you've seen tons of, 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 of posters with kings on thrones looking, like, real right. tired and detached, but... What is what makes this one right. special? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then yeah, they had um, well, again Black Twitter and, and general internet <laughs> hilariousness from this. So somebody did the Pink Panther, all <laughs> 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 pink, um, which was hilarious. That was fucking hard. They did have an one with um, they do, but everybody make a joke about Robert Downey Jr. being in everybody else movies now. So they have like Black Panther sit down there and Robert Downey Jr. Um, start up in front of him. But instead of RDJ, it's RG. Instead of Iron Man, well, Tony Stark, it's it's RDJ's face from T- Tropic Thunder. Oh, the black oh face. shit! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love Real that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, but it was, it was genuinely hilarious. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, the poster takes some L's. If you, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy called Boss Logic, he's like a big internet famous person. He does like these amazing, uh, like um, Photoshop fan posters for himself, and he made a bunch of great versions of what a poster could have okay. been like. Uh, and all of those better than that, as soon as this one came out. That that that's dope. Yeah, he's like, he's like, all right, I yeah, can do yeah. better than this. Come on, guys, come right. from Marvel. Like they should already, they should have outsourced that or something to to that man or something. Like seriously, just pay boss logic yeah. now. Seriously. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, but you can tell. I think why the poster was like that is because it's you know it's it's Marvel and it's a big corporation and they probably um it had to go through all of this, you know processing and you know not just so it's not a single creative right. minor it's a design by committee poster I could, I in other words they had like 10 posters happened. and they just had to pick one it's like alright let me use that for the teaser yeah. right nobody what I suspect happens that they hodge budget no? they say look it had to have this and it had to have that and must put the ping and it had to have the actor's face and all of this again all of this lawyer shenanigans that end up right, going right. on because again a, a proposal I don't think should have had his face on it it should have had uh, you know uh, um, oh, here his mask, mask on. I, I think they will use that more for like close ups like, they must have a close-up right. of the mask and the logo. I know they'll have one of that. And it'll be in a black background right. because, of course, duh. Yeah. Right. But it, you can find a bunch, like, just look up the Boss Logic posters online. They have a bunch of, like, swirling about, and all of them are amazing. All of them are like, way better than, you know, the bullshit we get from right. Marvel. But, but, the, the, but what about but, the, the, um, the trailer itself? The trailer what itself. Do you think? The trailer itself. Ah, oh boy. It is. I'm really excited for this one, you know. Are this looking really damn good. They get the Afrofuturism look perfect. Yes, yes, Holy yes, shit. Yes. They get the look and they get and oh by the way, quick call back, a little Jim Jamush call back. Uh, oh, um I, uh, I forget I know it's Isaac, I believe his name. Dog. Yeah, the, 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 the French guy from Ghost Dog. He was in it. I was like, What? Ghost Dog, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He have the he have the where does the where does Suri the Suri lip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lip, I think lip, that's what you call it. Yeah. Like, well, like, what? Okay. <laughs> and they have it looking hard. Yeah, with, with the suit. And it's like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, I didn't match it. The suit, I think. I was like, what? Yeah. Looking hard. No, but it, everything Lupita looking amazing as usual. Michael, um, Jordan Knight. Like, dying, I, dying, I forgot uh, he was in this movie. But then again, the director yeah, Ryan Coogler. Not surprised when you think about yeah. him. Um, McGill. Yep. Um, Denai um, Grira from Walking Dead. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, right. 
And then at the, um, another person from Ghost Dog, of course, for us. But, but here's the thing, right? yeah, well, looking sorry, good. Sorry, but here's the thing about with the trailer. I was just blown away by what I was seeing. But like yes, at point in time, I like I tell myself I don't watch some trailer. Not trailer reactions. There's tons of those online right now. But trailer right. breakdowns because I know there's some characters there that I didn't pick up on. I was just amazed by everything. Right. But, like for example, uh, the man ape. I, I I have no idea man who ape, man yeah. ape is. Um apparently it's played yeah. by Winston Duke, who is um who has from, to be Gonian heritage actually. Yeah. Um, right. So I, no, I, I, I from um thing. You remember that show? We call it the with the dead white people. Oh, you see what I mean? Like yeah. these things it's that I just boy from white losing people. out there. Like I just I, like yeah. if it's not an uh, actor that I didn't pick up on, it's a character that I wish yeah. I knew. You know, because I just yeah. know little to nothing about the Black Phantom law, but I want to learn more. You right. know, and I, I really love. I'm really glad that this trailer really right. you know sparked my interest. And then, well, uh, another another person resurrected from a failed fast and um, fantastic four. Another another human yeah, yeah, Michael P. <laughs> Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, you looking, you looking yes, better. Yes, yes. Your boy from Get Out. Your boy from yeah, Get Out. Daniel, it too. Um, gosh, yeah. I forget. Uh, Kal- Kaluuya. Kaluuya, yes. Kaluuya, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like you cannot uh, tell yeah, me, this, well, this, this, I am. Like the, 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 the pro-black, um, sub- well, well, I mean, the people who's always about pro-blackness and, you know, bring black cinema right. thing, you cannot tell me that they were, like, dissatisfied <laughs> by what they saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have to. They people have to shut yeah. the fuck up it's now like, because look, they can't look, see a look, you, look your black superhero up. film. The way how yeah. you always in it, dream, so, um, envision it. I think it's so it's so unapologetically <laughs> <Yes>. black. <laughs> like it's like, oh, this is that goddamn African movie, dread. Holy exactly. shit! But it, it genuinely looking exciting. Um, again, um, well, I think Ross, Everett Ross in this. That's um, what I call him boy. Uh, uh, uh shit. His name. He's from. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Oh, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman, right. And then, of course, Smeagol. Of course, yeah. Two of them together. Of course, yeah. Right. And Smeagol, of course, Gollum. Gollum and Bilbo Baggins together, together, together again. Yeah. But to me, though, the true icing on the cake, though, was playing Run the Jewels. When I heard that song, I was like, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And it edits so well, eh? Woo! It edits so goddamn well, it that's it, so this, this trailer yeah. really, really pulled me in. Like, I'm actually excited to be back around. The movie could be shit. Quite possible. I hope but not. I really hope not. But, but, I don't but, think but, so. But, but I think they could just, but just do, it, do it service. Give it a good yeah. script. And yeah, I was just thoroughly enjoying this trailer. I watched it like, <laughs> like a Me too, me too. Me not too, since, actually. Not yeah. Since Civil War, yeah, not since Civil War. trailer when they had that um that badass, um, remember the Wombo combo? Of that's course, him, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Bucky had. Capo City mm-hmm. Iron Man, right. That's it. That trailer was excited because I haven't watched the trailer so many yeah. times. And this, yeah, Marvel, Marvel, I think, yeah, plus the Marvel logo looked great when they had the, yes. they played the music and the yes, Marvel yes, logo. Yes, you yes, get yes, into this black yeah. and silver look. I was like, yeah, yeah. you can buy that. Um, I like, just want to nice. say one last thing with Ronnie Jules, though. I'm just glad that like, yeah. I was seeing this on, on, on Facebook all day yesterday. I was like, yes, people now aware of who uh, will want to know more about Ronnie Jules because, I mean, I've been listening to this shit since they collaborated on uh, Killer Mike's album, Rap Music. I was like, yes, right. all people are aware of who they are. Don't mind. They had a song specifically yep. for that Gears of War game. But yes, now people right. want to know who these guys are. And, and you know, that, that adds a lot to their credibility. So, you know, prop, prop, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were, But it always, it was always, to me, it was always kind of like popular underground. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the biggest thing mm-hmm. in the underground anyway for years and even for like what the better part of five years, six yeah, years yeah. now. So that was... Not, it's not a surprise. And again, um, Ryan Coogler is a guy you could tell he like he, he know he movies because it's not a fucking surprise that 
two men from Jim Jarmusch movie shopping shopping exactly. movie. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not a goddamn that is not a surprise. I just love to see I was this Isaac Bancole as his name. That, uh, I Isaac uh, uh Isaac uh, Debancole. I forget his name. Isaac or Isaac. I know or Isaac. I S S A C H, I believe, yeah. Right, 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 right. Isaac. Yeah. Okay. Uh and yeah, that dude have always had a great look. So I just love to see he in this movie. Yeah, like awesome. But, but yeah, um, I, I, I too, I'm, I'm excited by this. I, I, I watch the trailer right. a number of times. I watch a number of trailer reactions. That people just went crazy. Yeah. It had this one guy who yeah. just walked away from the mic. And just come back yeah. and just or, was speechless. And it, it too, the two I watched was <laughs> Corey's reaction, okay, of course. I, I need to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Right, that was funny. I did um, Black Nerd. Yes, he had I watched Andre Black Nerd's one. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was hard. No, it's it, it's really, really, really impressive. It's looking good. Um, I really want to see. I, I don't expect the story to be some brilliant genius thing. I don't expect it to be as good as Winter Soldier or anything like that. But I expect it to be about as good as um, just like a right under Civil War, in my opinion. I don't expect it to be that bad. It might end up just being pretty goddamn yeah. awesome. The way it's shaping up and it's looking and the story, like yeah, they'll just tell a really great personal story and make it work. Because that's why these Marvel movies work. You tell a personal story. You don't have to go big and blow out of every course, time. Yeah. You just, yeah. yeah. You make it big, but at the same time, you know, you tell a personal story. And that's all you have to do. Just make it a great political intrigue. Yeah. That's it. African political yeah. intrigue. Yeah, exactly. You know, with, 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 with future yeah. black people. <laughs> and that's pretty um, much it. Yeah, I, I am really happy yeah, for this. Me too, me too. Uh, can't, really, can't wait really, for this to come out really, in, uh, I mean, in February, I believe. Yeah, yeah February. It, yeah, next year, next year, February, which is like, oh gosh, that is the most black thing ever. Of course. <laughs> you know, it, like, it's yeah, no? my too, like, oh my God, yeah. But yeah, no? what, was, what, was, what, that, what I want to say, though, just in closing, um, the same way how, you know, um, feminists and, you know, people who just couldn't wait to see a female superhero on screen with Wonder Woman and they're right, still talking yeah. about it now, even though it came out a couple of weeks, I imagine that same and thing yeah, is going to happen could, with Black Panther. Could, you could have, and you know, it just prove a simple point. You could just tell a simple story without quote unquote poisoning the discussion. You know, when it comes to race or gender or something like that, just it, it's just a solid story. Yeah. That's it. Tell a good story, people yeah. will come. You don't have to bring in this big set of. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna mention the term. I don't know if you know what who a hotep is or what a hotep is. Oh, 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 oh. Um, right. I'm gonna mention that because of the, some of the announcements in each E3 that is going on roughly right now, but it, it just announced. Um, the, the latest Assassin's Creed game. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, well, we can we can jump into that Yeah, we can jump into each. Right. Show. We'll we'll trans we'll we'll we'll, we'll segue into that soon. But I just wanted to mention the last piece of Black yeah, Panther sure. stuff is that <laughs> if you remember CB4. Ah yes, I do. <laughs> right. So there's a there's a part by the guy black yo black 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 yo black yo. I love that scene. That is right. So right. That is so. that, I would love to see Alan Payne in that movie. For real, eh? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. That guy, like, in ages, though. Yeah, I mean, he always, yeah, he always had a good look, too. So, at a surprise, he never get any, anything yeah. else, though. But, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much everybody. Oh, another really funny beam is Richard Dolazal. Oh, shit. That was fucking hilarious. So, if you're, if you're not familiar with Richard Dolazal, she's this woman, this white woman who claimed to be uh, black, yes, but right. she lied about she, it. She was, right, yeah, the trans- she was the subject of the much, of much, woman. Um, of much right. laughter. That was, right. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, somebody bring up the point of like, before and after I see the Black Panther trailer and they show the before picture of the Richard Dolazal and the older picture of her when she quote unquote black now. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, that, right? That's I mean, a genius. So wow. Yeah, no, the internet just goddamn brutal dread. But no, dude, this, I was really goddamn hyped and excited for this. It looking damn good. Clearly, somebody CG, I don't have a wrap up, but that look is. It's a whole, almost a whole year from, from here on. It's like, what, 200 days or 250 days or so from here on, from the time of this yeah. recording. That's a lot of time. Um, 
you know, more than enough time to, to polish the movie. I just want this to be all polished. Look, Kugler is a dude that he has, everything he has done so far I've mm-hmm. loved. So I just, just excited for the man. I hype for the man. He's our generation of yes, filmmaker. Yes. And, you know, I just really, really, you know, rooting for the dude. And I was rooting from this film from since the get-go. Since I heard the other director, I'm like, yeah, boy, yeah. on point. So I'm I ready for it. Uh, same here too. Right. I, I can't wait for it. Um, yeah, hi. Totally I, I just can't, uh, I can't. I can't imagine anybody right now who just hates this trailer, unless you just generally hate nah. comic book movies altogether. Then yeah, no, yeah, unless uh, yeah, sorry. yeah, unless you know, yeah, unless you like some white supremacist type or some shit yeah. like that. Nah, yeah, 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 you can't hate this. I show, I show some of somebody about Stormfront. You're gonna join it or whatever website. Wow, whatever shit. I don't you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so we can just um, jump into. Well, you will jump into some E three stuff. Right, I wanted to start, yeah, that's yeah. E3 stuff. So the first thing on E3 I want to talk about is Bioware. So, you know, I'm a big loyal fan of Bioware. I'm a huge fan of Mass Effect. Um, even though I didn't completely hate uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda was a little bit of a disappointment, you know. But from what I understand, when you learn what went on behind the scenes, I think most of the work occurred in the last 18 months or some nonsense like that. They just was totally off off base in terms of what they were supposed to be doing. So Mass Effect Andromeda ended up coming across really mediocre in the, in the grand scheme. Um, here's the thing. Uh, Bioware now... From what we understand, it's quite possible that they might be scrapping the Mass Effect franchise entirely. Um, so Andromeda is not going to get a sequel, even though it, it left a lot of room for expansion. And that's really unfortunate. I really don't know what's going on. Now, the multiplayer is still getting a lot of content, and they're still having feedback with, with the player base. So it's not like they abandoned or jump ship. So, but we don't know if you'll be getting any like single-player DLC or content, because it had none announced at E3's opening of E3. Um, EA's, right. sorry, EA's opening at E3. And I was like, oh, well, that means we're not getting anything then. It's quite possible it's not dead in the water, but it's really looking bad. You know, they just, they, they, a lot of the developers kind of move off. And then when they start a new franchise called Anthem, which is supposed to be Bioware's attempt at like doing a Destiny-type uh-huh. game, which uh, it's looking okay. I, I, I didn't make the effort to see the gameplay for it, but all right, cool. Bioware move on to a new project. Um, okay. Uh, and that's kind of really unfortunate. So, well... You know, yeah, for now, I'll have to probably say R.I.P. Mass Effect. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll be getting So unfortunate. Yeah. Um, the new gameplay, Anthem, I've, I've watched a little bit of the gameplay of it. Uh, it's not looking half bad. It's some of it looking interesting. Um, it look it looks quite good. I mean, once it's polished, it look, should look right. great. But uh, we don't know what, it, what they're doing. But to me, all of this should have been Mass Effect. Like, all of this while watching here. Because all of the aesthetic and the, 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 you know, the style and the gameplay and thing is, is all Mass Effect. It should have been Mass Effect. But it's not. Um, this should have been the Mass Effect franchise. I don't know why they just decided to start this new IP from, from scratch. But you can tell like there's a lot of shenanigans went down behind by Awena. So, whoever. Because when you're watching the gameplay, it looks like a polished version of Mass Effect Andromeda. That's what it looks like. It looks like a very, very polished version of Mass Effect Andromeda. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, look, they, if they were the new Mass Effect, they could probably put in this technology because they're using the same Frostbite engine anyway. So, I don't know. I really hope Mass Effect comes back. But if it doesn't, say what? Um, a bunch of other games came out. Well, the Xbox One X is the new Xbox, apparently, which is a really stupid name. Just as dumb as the Wii U. <laughs> but that's the new... That's the new... Um, Sorry, I was just thinking about Kong Pao. Yeah. You know? Kong Pao, yeah. Kong Pao, basically. Um, Xbox One X is a really goddamn stupid name. It was called the Scorpion, or the Scorpio. That was a good name. Why didn't go with that? Yeah. Whoever. Um, games got, a, got announced. I was hyped for a while now. Cuphead. Cuphead looks awesome. Cuphead. Right? It's a game that was... Cuphead, yeah. It, it, it looks like... Those really old timey cartoons back when Mickey Disney was first. Oh, out, those, you know, those, those really, really stone old, cups kind of old school style. Right, okay. right. That 
it looks the whole game looks like looks like that, and it's a shooter basically, and it looks really bizarre and unusual. I, I would play um, that. And look, I'd play that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looking yeah. real good. Uh, I totally recommend. But apparently, this coming it coming out September, so I hope it will get delayed. Hype for that. Crackdown three announced, looking good. Um, Shadow Border new game looking good. Um, new Forza, usual shit. And then um, I think I'm probably slipping, maybe my brain slipping on something, but I think that's pretty much it. There's a bunch of stuff coming out. Um, yeah, so we don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. know. All right. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, oh, the last thing I just uh-huh. forget. Well, oh, Assassin's Creed. Ah, boy. Yeah. The new one. Not, not to be confused with that say, terrible movie <laughs> from last year. Right. Assassin's Creed. But it's basically Assassin's Creed. Well, I call it Assassin's Creed Hotep Edition <laughs> because it's Africa and then a bunch of like oh, shooter okay. Whoa. culture about All Africa. Right. So it, it appeals to those conspiracy theories. Not Africa, um, but Egypt in particular, but it's quite possible it could cater to like a lot of ancient um, Africa stuff. I actually, actually would like, instead of going to Egypt, I thought they would have gone to like right. Mali. That would have been interesting if they did that instead. Um, Mansa Musa is like one of the most famous, you know, Malian figures, probably one of the most famous African figures ever. And if they did go there, that would have been interesting and really cool, actually. That would have, I would have really liked, liked to see something like that. Um, but it didn't, it, apparently it's in Egypt. So it's like, all right, cool. I could see, I could see that you know, doing out. It looks decent. Um, I could see this doing something. I like the Assassin's Creed franchise for the most part, even though the last few games was complete dog shit, much like Mass Effect. <laughs> um, the first two games were great in my opinion. Um, so this one actually right. looks good. But you know, trailer don't mean gameplay. You more like you're going to have a bunch of goddamn glitches and, you know, just a set of unpolished bullshit like the last, last set of games. But, mm. so that's it. That's me with gaming. So that's pretty much that for just all the run throughs. We can start with movies now. Eh? Uh, well, actually, I just want to jump into. Well, well oh, we TV, have to talk about TV, TV first of all. So um, I will be talking about um, season five of Orange is the New Black, which I actually I managed to be binge through um, yesterday. Right. I had to pop myself right. on back. I will that. be talking uh-huh. about. I'll be talking about, well, the end of, I think this Wednesday coming is going to be the season finale of The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, um, and as you mentioned that, I will make the effort to watch it this week. So, yeah, I will right. jump I, in to review, hopefully, if I get through. Yeah, I, I've been catching up with the new episodes since 8 and 9. I haven't seen 8 and 9, so I have to catch up with those two, and then we'll watch 10 one time. Okay. Then I have to talk about the finale, series finale of The Leftovers. Ah. I'm going to give a non-spoiler review and opinion of the whole series and Damon Lindelof <laughs> as All a right. writer uh, and what I think okay. about him. Uh, then well, alright, and then from there we'll just jump into movies. So, um, because I won't say there's like a drought really in theaters, but um, yeah, oh, there's not really much out good. But no, it's not. It's not a drought. You know, it's just a, a break between. It's a break between comic book movies yeah. at this point. It's like oh, comic book movie then bullshit, then comic book movie yeah, then bullshit. Like exactly. seriously, nobody making yeah, effort. So um, um, next week is our yeah. next. Our next week coming is our next bullshit, <laughs> mummy. Oh, I'm feeling to watch I, that, but I, I don't want to watch that neither, to be honest. But something to my mind, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably. But um, as I mentioned, that right. I have some some news to, to 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 share. But I'll leave that to the very end of this episode. Just something that I hope right. is going to happen. You know, um, this week at the time when uh, mommy comes out. Uh, right. right. So um, I well, we caught and up on right. two shows that um, we were supposed to see on big screen, but the powers that be decided. You know what? Forget torrent. Yeah. So uh, we saw yeah. Free Fire. Uh, action trailer um, and yeah. we saw the long-awaited quote-unquote sequel to the um probably one of the best 90s movies ever train spotting uh right so i'm yeah. talking about t2 train spotting not to be confused with t2 or terminator 2 judgment day but right. i'll get into that whole sequel stuff later on and yeah. 
You right. saw Baywatch. Ah. <laughs> I saw Baywatch. Yes. And uh, boy, uh, uh, you talk I, about. I don't know. I, I, something about that show. But you, 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 you fill me right. in on, on what it is I missed out. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'll jump in with uh, Orange is the New Black season five. So um, right. Right. So for those who haven't caught up on uh, on season four, which um, Ricardo reviewed um, last year actually, and I actually saw it afterwards, and I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Where we last stop right. off is where one of the more popular characters in the show, Pusey uh, Washington, was um, was killed. Yeah. Yeah. Killed, killed off. off. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, well, she in another show we talking yeah. about uh, <laughs> the review that we talking right, about exactly. next week. Yeah. Uh, one of these CEOs. She went on to, to right yeah, hand. Oh, she's yeah. in that. Yeah, she's okay, in that. I thought yeah. she was just sticking with Star Trek. No, it was Star Trek. Is that Star Trek? No, no, you're confusing that with you're confusing her with the girl from Walking Dead ah, with the Star Trek. Okay, okay, right, right. Sorry, yeah. sorry they look. They really sorry. look similar. They really yeah, do look similar. Sorry, with the confusion. They do right. look similar. So. Yeah. Yeah, they really yeah. do look similar. Yeah, I know you're so talking. So what happened yeah. is that one of the new CEOs, CEO Bailey, he's this young guy, um, ended up pressing yeah. his knee onto her back and she couldn't breathe. And that was around this time yeah. where there was like this kind of small kind of insurrection between the the, the um, prisoners and the guards. Um, yeah. Which kind of ended off, like I said before, with Pussy's death. And then where the last episode, the season finale, closed off is where one of the CEOs gun just slipped out of his um holster right. slide on the ground and then yeah. one of the the um the, the prisoners dyer another favorite character of mine grabs the gun and is like you yeah. know, shoot this guy shoot this guy shoot this guy right um so season five pretty much starts right at that particular moment and while i won't spoil how that that situation turns out what happens there is yeah. that technically a riot does take place the guards the the right. ceos and guards are captured by the um by the the the, the prisoners themselves they're um, right. pr- pretty much um they're pretty much put into this room well different well rooms and you know being guarded and stuff so basically it's just the prisoners finally taking charge finally taking over and of course this becomes this kind of media circus and everybody gets involved um Characters that we've seen before um, actually return. For example, we see um, Sophia Bursette, played by Laverne Cox. She returns. Well, she actually returned in yeah. the last season, like the last couple of episodes. She does come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see um, Mary Steenburgen's character. She was the one who um, who was supposed to adopt um, Daya's baby. And you actually do see Pawn right, Sash. Right, that, right. That's actually Pawn Sash's mother, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you see some other characters as well too. You see my boy Caputo, and once again he's going through yeah. a shit ton of, of stress because right here yeah. now what happens is that um, is that um, Tasty played once again by Daniel Brooks. She's like my favorite character. I'll talk about it in a bit. She yeah. decides to take advantage you know, into uh, her own hands, and she wants the the media to know that yes. Her best friend got killed, and the, the, she's demanding justice here. So now Caputo has to try and meet their demands. And you know, while that's going on in one particular room, you know, the, the the prisoners just running about, just doing all kinds of stuff. And because of how these characters have already been set up, you see these characters just doing all these different things. Um, if it's not like, you know, making sure that these guards are. are um, uh, a kept prisoner or like they, they I wouldn't say that they torture them or stuff but they do humiliate right. them quite a number of times huh? and they are played for laughs and you kind of do root for them right. at, the, um, at one time at the same time it's like well you know are they not, t- are they find that, are they not taking this thing a little too far you know those kind of things um, right. 
we see um, uh, Tiff, um, Pentstucky. She returns as well. You know, there was that relationship between right. her and the guard, which ended up with her being raped. And then you had um, Big Boo, who they started um, this friendship back in season three. Right. So she's like real, yeah. you know, she's she doesn't like the fact that she still has feelings for this guy. Now. So you have all these different threads going on. Yeah. Of course, you have um, uh, Lorna, you know, the, the, uh, the Italian chick. She's still going off off of this guy. I, f- I forget his name. Um, oh gosh, the, yeah, the, the right. guy who came in on visitation and then he got married and stuff. And all these things going yeah. on basically. And then of course, how can I forget Piper? And you know they they right. have this thing with between her and Alex. So yes, their relationship continues. It's a new chapter here. I know it's just a matter of when right. they're gonna be together or not. And that's all. I, uh, that's right. all I, I have to time. say here, really. Right, yeah, I, didn't, I really didn't get the time to, to watch it on the time. I had, again, I, I, I think I had, a po- I had a power to Friday night, and I think I was supposed to get it and run it that time, and the power to went on pretty much the whole night. Um, so I didn't get a chance to get to watch it at that time, and then, well, yesterday was just business. Right, right, right. So, unfortunately, I couldn't get a chance to see it. I will watch yeah, yeah, it I, I, I pretty much after this podcast. Yes. I, hopefully, I right. can do that. Um, yeah. yeah uh, is, well, uh, the one character that you had mentioned, my favorite character, Crazy yes. Eyes. Uh, what cra- did well, Crazy Eyes is there. Suzanne. Um, and yeah. here she's just kind of dealing with the fact that, you know, Pussy is dead. And, um, you know, just, yeah. well, her friends, like um, my next, my next be- uh, favorite character, Black Cindy, and a couple more characters just trying to keep her at bay because, you know, she's, you know, because she's, she's mental and she goes off at Yeah, unstable, yeah. And there, there are a couple of yeah. um, episodes where she just goes off the real end uh, and just trying to figure out yeah. how to keep her, you know, in control. And that is right after, yeah. before I forget, um, this unfortunate event that happened in last season where the this white girl, I forgot her name, um, was was trying to, to get with her and you know, she yeah, she pushed right, her away right, and right. then um the, the guards she, forced she her to a... fight each other. So yeah, so it, it kinda right, yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. that season ended off with both of them in the hospital. So, you know, it continues right. from there. Um so what okay. I would say this with with um, with season four, um uh, while I thought it was a great season I would say that it was easily the darkest of all the, the, the season thus far um, because of right. just the how grim it was and just what the prisoners um, went through. You know, some stuff was just kind of disturbing, you know, to, it, by, right. by Orange and New yeah, Black Standards. Season, yeah. the, 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 guy was the, the guy was the prison guard member. He was the rapist uncle in, um, in Split. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and the subject of that, um, that, that, that tough guy the well the, yeah. the, the, the the tough guard and the one who was always calling his shots and everything. The one the one who was always yeah. signed up to Caputo. He returns as well. I wouldn't say where his okay. um what role he has to play there, but he does return. Um that's all I'll say. Okay. Um right. and yeah he, he does have a couple of um great episodes. Well dark episodes actually two of the of, of the thirteen episodes here are well which are the darkest in my opinion do center along um do center around this character here but yeah um season four i mean i would say i would compare to like what season five of game of thrones was where it was just so dark and grim and just characters that you really love go through these terrifying ordeals it's like i don't know if i could watch this now and then you know just came to this halt when pussy died you know that that scene still hits me now but not just because of her death but because of how tasty reacts it you know the way how she goes on yeah. on the ground and cries now and just to talk about daniel brooks here my god somebody just give this girl an emmy please instead of always giving it to to, to crazy eyes all the time give it to get to tasty yeah. i mean but because in season five here she brings her a game here she just steps her game up again she just proves why she is one of the best 
black actresses I have to say on TV right now. She just brings her right. game. She just brings so much emotion, so much passion into her character. I mean, she was always the one who would like kind of lighten up the mood and you know make people smile and laugh. But here, you know, she is put under the ringer because she now has to try and navigate this thing where it's like she wants the the media to be aware of the the inhumane conditions that they had to go through with the new guards and then of course with the overpopulation and all that kind of stuff. But then you know she can't control what's going on with all the other prisoners there. You know what I mean? And just her having to deal with that was just amazing, you know, just from an acting perspective. Yeah. I thought that she killed it. I thought that she was excellent here. Matter of fact, t- once again, everybody just shines here. Um, if I, would, I, I can't really say this, that there's a couple of actors or actresses that don't really do much, but I, 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 I guess it's, you know, if they like side ar- 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 characters or just minor characters, but uh, apart from all that, all the characters that you love are here and they just shine once again. They do what they what they always do. They act the way how they always act. And this is what really makes um, season five really entertaining for me. Because when you think about it on paper, it's a prison riot, right? Nothing about that yeah. sounds happy. Nothing about that sounds fun. Nothing about that sounds entertaining. It sounds dark. It sounds dreary. But here, because you have these characters, it's... It's actually lighter, I would say. It's actually lighter than right. the last season, and I really enjoyed it for that. Um, there were a lot, there were a, um, lots of humorous moments. A few of them didn't really land the way they should, you know. Uh, some of them was just thrown in there, I guess, for bad taste. But I thought that you know the humor worked. But what I really was impressed by is that they didn't let the humor, um, you know, outweigh the dramatic elements that's going on. Because yes. You know, it's technically it's like three to four days of this riot, and the whole season spans throughout this these three days, three four days, sorry. And I really love how they set that up. It's almost like like twenty four, but just you know skipping through different hours basically right. day and stuff. And just how they were able to kind of edit that and show all that together makes uh really works. Um, I would say that you know I I know I have some people out there, especially those like who were kind of invested in the story because it was about Piper and what she was going through. But then somewhere around season three, it kind of stopped being about her. It started being about all these other characters here. You know what I mean? And I right. know some people was like, but like, I think, uh, I mean, but... The, the thing is, the show, the show is actually, from what I understand, the show is going longer than how much time she, uh, the real person who Piper yeah, is based on like, spent in for prison. Like, what, 15 months, the real Piper. Yeah. Right. So they, they, they had to like stretch this out now. But that's the thing. What makes the show go on indefinite is just, you know, all the other characters. And in fact, for me, Piper is like one of the least interesting characters. Um, I, I but, find you know, so she's... now too because... Um, right. I don't know. Because for me, Red for me red is the most interesting yes, character. And, and I, I was like... Of course, uh. of course. Yeah. Right. And to me, they, all the other arcs, they could do so much other arcs with it. Like I, I, I love the fact that they did all of these backstory arcs with all of these characters yeah. now. So it's like, cool, it's, it's an easy format that you could, you know, it could spin out and do your own thing right. with it. Well, on, on the subject of, right. of character arcs, we get that again. Um, we see some backstory flashback stuff with some of the, the characters and a couple of new ones too. Like, for example, we see um, C.O. Bailey. We see... Um, uh, uh, right. No, sorry. Uh, we saw C.O. Bailey's flashback um, last season. Uh, we do see that, that tough guy, I forgot his name. Um, and we do learn something about this history where he was a guard back at um at this men's prison and he was in love with one of the prisoners and of course he had to keep that on the wraps because you know you right. know that kind of thing there and it, it ends on a, on a right. pretty disturbing note so don't say i didn't warn you 
Um, and it really kind of shows okay. why he's always so so angry and so pissed off and why he's always like lashing out at prisoners. It doesn't matter what right. sex they are. It's just he lashes out at them. He doesn't trust them. He will torture them if he wants to. Um, but like even those moments don't outweigh the drama, the heart, the fun, you know, and just the overall vibe of just these characters. Right. Um, Right, so about the, the flashbacks, there's one in particular, was actually two in particular that I felt could have been done better, um, one of which was the this Muslim woman who was introduced in season four, and, you know, she had this rocky relationship with Black Cindy, because Black Cindy, you know, um, converted to Judaism in season three, right? Right, right, So they right, had this right, flashback yeah. with, with, with <clears throat> the Muslim woman, and I felt like, you know, normally with those things, either is one or two things, either it shows just something about her character, or it shows how they got into jail in the first place. To me, it didn't right. matter. It was just like, oh, well, this is how our life oh, used to be, okay. and blah, 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 and it just didn't go anywhere. Okay. And then um, the second okay, one okay. was with Piper. Um, okay. I mean, I was glad to see, um, oh gosh, this guy from, her boyfriend, um, uh, the guy from American Pie, that dude. Um, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about Big, Jason Big, Biggs, Big Jason Biggs. Bateman. Yeah, Big Jason Biggs, Biggs yeah, makes Biggs, her appearance yeah. there, and I was like, all right, that's cool. But it has something to do with her and Alex, their relationship that they had um, right. before Piper got arrested, actually, because remember, it was Alex did some kind of thing, and then she kind of sell out um, Piper in the first place, and that's how she got arrested. Then Alex joined in afterwards. Now. So, But I felt that that little backstory flashback thing didn't really do anything. It just kind of adds... It just kind of gave Piper a purpose in the show, and... Like, I do agree with you. Like, her character just becomes a less interesting. She's just there kind of talking. Like, she always tends to kind of sound smart because she reads a lot of self-help, self-help books and she just assumes she knows. Right, yeah. So she's always trying to play like she knows a lot of shit and then people always call her out on it. So they kind of give us some little purpose here and I felt, I felt it was just kind of tacked on. It's like, well, you know what? She's decided to show. Let me give her something to do. And I would say that much to it. Well, the majority of your favorite characters. They're always given things to do. They're always given some kind of interactions, some kind of character relationships going on. Most of the times they work, a few of them is just like, yeah, well, you know, that's all they're going to do. You're just going to have it in the background. All right, I could have seen more of this character. I could see more of that character. And like I said, because this show is so character-driven, some of the characters tend to do, quote-unquote, dumb shit. Like, for example, there's the two uh, crackheads. You know, they're, they're the two uh, ones with the rotten teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're George the ones who just met, always met. do dumb shit. Here, it was just... Yes, met, I think no, she's, she's what? Uh, yeah, Amish, one of them was Amish. The, the blonde hair one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget the yeah, character. I forget them yeah, too. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, they just do like these in, like, incredibly dumb shit now. And, you know, like I know that they tr- they're trying to play it off for laughs. Like, ha, 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 look at these crazy crackheads. Look what they're going to do. Like, you've seen people... Method. Drive, sorry. It's like people rioting yeah, yeah. and making um, chaos... They're looking for drugs, you know, and all that kind of dumb shit now. Right. But, you know, uh, at, at times it was it was really gay on my nerves because they kind of came off a little too animated to me, like they were cartoons. The same thing I have to say for Lorna as well, because, um, slight spoiler, there's, uh, she, she, she keeps claiming that she's pregnant, even though she had sex with that same guy who came on visit, uh, visitation that one time when they got married right. in season three. But, you know, she's like, well, talking about, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And then she's talking to the guy about it. And he's like, well, I don't want to deal with that shit. And then she's just going off. You know what I mean? So, but once again, because you know that Lorna is kind of klutzy, kind of crazy, 
it right. adds to her character. So that's why I say it's a very character-driven season. So it's really all your favorite characters and they react to things the way how they do. Um, right. But I just like that, you know, the drama is still there and you do see it like in the last couple of episodes, especially that cliffhanger because yes, folks, you're going to get a season six. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. And the way how they nice. end it off okay. is like, well, yes, I want to see, you know, what how this how this thing resolved that. And um, this is the way how the the riot stuff was treated. It reminded me a lot of, say, Dog Day Afternoon, where it's like it started off so simple, and then it, then it just kind of goes off the reels, and then everybody's involved, you know, the news, the press, everybody, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but like I say, because of just the characters and just how they react to stuff, it just really made for a very entertaining season. I was expecting this thing to right. be really dark and drab because of... Um, how season four ended but this one like i said it was it was a little bit lighter and i i really thought it made for a really entertaining season um i know that some people might be turned off because but then again i would say you know if you don't like if if it just don't like how the show works in general where you have all these different characters all these different acts and it's just one after the other after the other after the other i mean it's not confusing but you know it might be it might feel a little too much for some viewers um I would say you might enjoy this season as much. But for me, if okay. you're used to the style already, because that style was always there, but I felt it really developed in season three when it was less about Piper and more about everybody else, then then you're you right. wouldn't mind this at all. You would just be glad to see your characters and you're glad to see them kind of rise up and have that comeuppance on, um, on those guards. Now. Even though the guards go through some right. humiliating stuff, it's really glad, you know, compare that to season four, it's really glad to see them rise up and really stand up for themselves you know? I mean, it's really empowering you know um so right, rating wise i would give this a decent four to five stars it's not the best season out nice. there but i'll say it is a breath of fresh air from you know the darkness of of season four if you're a fan you'll definitely right. have fun with it if you don't like how the story all this tons upon tons upon tons of characters and character arcs you probably might like the season at all but you know if you if you right. use it from season three up then you'll have a blast with this one and like i say once again Ooh. acting wise it's still on point the writing is on point the dialogue is on point once again so yeah i don't know if season six is going to be the last i don't know but i just can't wait to see what they do next with orange is the new black uh, right nice. so from Ooh. orange to leftovers yeah 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 leftovers ended the series right. so how was the, uh, the season overall well i haven't started watching it but how, how was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Lindelof's going to Lindelof. Oh, oh he does it again. Uh, okay, he does the lost thing again. He does it again. It's, it's lost all over. Yay. It's lost his end. However, however, what he did, he did the nice little trick, which is he catered to his audience. Unlike with Lost, where Lost kind of pulling a big science audience, science fiction audience, and the kind of fantasy slash religious audience, this one say, no, we didn't really cater to the science audience so much cater to the religion and the allegory and the subtext stuff and work with that. And the ending... Without, without spoiling anything. If you're anything. fan of the show, <laughs> now nah, right. spoiling nothing. But if you know what to look for and you're you was expecting, because you know who Lindelof is, you ain't got here dying. But if it was like, if you were like a lost person and you was like um, on the side of the science fiction side and people who hated loss, you will hate this ending because it's the same thing. Is that that's the same problem? You gotta watch it and you'll know what I'm talking about right. when you see it. Um, here's the thing from a production standpoint, this, this gets 
to me tens across the board. Cinematography, ten. Um, editing, oh my gosh. The editing, editing is HBO, so you know, you know, you know. Holy shit, ten. Um, acting, ten. Again, storytelling is if, 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 if where you fall on that. How uh, they kind of gave it a ten because it's kind of brilliant from its own, from a character standpoint. And this is the whole thing with Lindelof. Lindelof really knows how to write characters, right? Now I have a kind of love hate relationship with Lindelof because on the one end, when it comes to world building, he kind of fucking suck. He, he don't know how to wrap something up or to, to come up with a conclusion. So what he does, is he kind of mulligans the whole thing and says, "All right, well, I'm gonna figure out a way to like bullshit the whole thing and not have a proper ending." So when it comes that's, to that that's, that's, clear that's world good. building, no, that's the thing. In the case, in, it depends on what you want to talk about. So when you're trying to apply it to something as, as, I don't know, I want to say juvenile, but like straightforward, like say the Alien franchise, bullshit. That's why Prometheus was bullshit, hmm. right? Because that's such a sequel bait and nonsense. But when you apply it to something like the leftovers, and if, if you understand the themes and the ideas of the leftovers, which is a lot about fate and trust and, well, love essentially, and what love means, and then the idea of rationality and irrationality when it comes to religion, yeah, it's kind of brilliant and it works in that sense, at least from a character-building, character-working standpoint. From a world-building standpoint, the whole point is about knowledge. And it's kind of the same thing with loss. Loss had that same problem. Loss is all about, you're kind of, the whole point is you're kind of lost. And from a knowledge standpoint, it have no really point of knowing anything. Science and, and real knowledge of the world is kind of futile in a grand scheme. And they, they kind of do the same with this one. Right. But it's what they do. Here's the thing. This one, it, it validated a fan theory I had from since season one of what I think was going on. And how they do it, from a character standpoint, kind of brilliant. But they explained that. The character, a character explained something about herself and what she went through. And that's the whole, whole premise. Um, other thing, music. Music choices. Brilliant. They had a bunch of great music choices throughout the season. Um, the season three premiere is really brilliant because they do something which is a reference to the old in the, in the 1800s is that something called the great disappointment right. which is a big which is a big uh kind of foreshadowing of the, the tv series itself right. but it's not it's a big disappointment for the certain type of person that is the whole thing with the show it's much like a particular fan will be disappointed with a particular uh-huh. ending kind of if you know what to look for you realize you might hate it or not that's all i want to see um, they, this this season goes from it continues from the events of season two, which is um, basically in the new in the tongue of miracle. Remember, it had this tongue that nobody disappeared from the right. whole tongue, so they continue this miracle tongue, and it follows up from that. It, roughly three years pass. They mention certain characters. You see certain characters die in the beginning. That early first episode, the first episode was goddamn right. intense. Uh, then they, they follow up um, some events in Australia and things that should happen in Australia for certain reasons that it's explained in the story. Um, Kevin's father comes back. Um, Laura comes back again because of uh, she goes to Australia and have a whole arc in Australia because of characters talking about there's something involving well I kind of quote unquote physics explanation but it's, it, that's the reason why the characters go to Australia um, and that's the thing it's it's about whether or not you should the final episode is about the idea of trust that's what it's all, all about whether or not you should trust somebody or not and it doesn't matter what story they tell you because you, should, you can still have a working relationship with them regardless of how they think reality is or how they want to give a reality to you. And it's, Look, you have to watch it yourself. I really don't want to spoil anything because the show is kind of go all over the place. Why, why am I not surprised? <laughs> not surprised, right, because it's yeah. in the love. Um, again, if, if you're into that and you're, you're, you're a fan of the man, the show kind of brilliant. But if you're not into that, you'll, you'll turn it off. So a lot of people signed up, never really got into the show simply because they saw his name 
And they said, all right, we're just going to get lost again. It's lost with a slightly better budget and better production yeah. value. And it's a slightly different story because it, a lot of it is lost all over again in many ways, yeah. right? And, but it's all about the characters and we're not taking care about the characters. And loss was, that was lost strength course, too. Yeah. Loss is strength. Loss characterization. It starts with Jack, it ends with Jack. Loss was a brilliant show from that standpoint, but I hated Loss because I wanted answers. And we didn't <laughs> and get it's, that. It's, like, I, I remember that series I finale really get and that. I was yeah, like, you didn't really get that's it? What? But it, it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it to me is one of those, you know, it's one of those journey destination things. Right? When it comes to storytelling, I'm a destination guy. Right? I need an answer, I need a, a explanation, and I need a origin of something. Right? You don't have to go some cosmic origin, but you just have to give me a simple origin of a character. How where were they born? Something like that. This didn't answer anything in that sense. Um, but the way how they wrap it up, it kinda brilliant in that way. Here's the thing, all the fans of Lost, especially the subreddit thing, I've I've not seen a single person give it a negative review because Lindelof knew his audience he knew his crowd he knew who to, who to cater to and he wrote for that type of person so if the show would have lose you it will lose people a long time right from since season one anyway and again because of Lost they know what they know what he was coming in for and I stuck with the show because again much like with Lost I didn't expect any answers well with Lost I expected answers and I didn't get it and I was pissed off but when I learned that lesson and I said alright another Lindelof project let's see what you're gonna get um it's all about interpretation and, and you know, religious. And it's, it's I'll say the, the audience is a liberal religious crowd. <laughs> That's what right. it is. So it's all about not actual, clear, hard, physical answers. It's more about interpretation of religion and interpretation of faith and how you're supposed to look at the world. That is what it is. Um, the consultant, the big consultant of the show is a fellow called Reza Aslan. If you, I don't know if you know who that is. He is a, he kind of, kind of infamous for being, he's a Muslim who... Is very liberal, but defends Islam in somewhat kind of disingenuous ways. Um, and a lot of people don't like that about him. But he's really like about interpretation and interpretation of scripture and text and all right. this kind of thing. And because the show have so many subtexts and allegories of, of, well, the Left Behind franchise and the idea of the, um, let's call it boy when everybody disappear. Uh, the, um, oh, God, it'll come to me. But basically it's that. And it was supposed to happen in the 1800s because there's a whole sequence involved in it. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's just them talking about these things about fate and, and love and disappointment and life. And if from a character standpoint, it was kind of brilliant. I have, to, I have to give it that. If from a character standpoint, it's kind of brilliant. But if you're not into the story and you want an explanation, you're going to kind of right. hate it. I can't really explain more than that. You'll have to watch it yourself. Sorry. Uh, well, big um, question. Is, is it worth it. Um, checking out then? Or is it going to like... Yes. Just, okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, because, it, it, as I said, it's brilliant on almost every account. Just, like, okay. If you, yeah, how much have you seen up to so far? I haven't started at all. Yeah. At all? From since season yeah. one? Oh, well, no, well then, then you, you should jump into it then. Because I will. Like, <laughs> right, I recommend it. Because season, season one was kind of straightforward and obvious. But then season two and three just really started getting to the more interpretive faith thing. And they have characters who are supposed to be literalists. Because the whole point is that the show has surrogates to the audience anyway. Because every character don't believe this. They have a skeptic here. They have a scientist here. And he really does a good job of creating characters in the show. And then, well, they kind of get into a whole... Again, if you're familiar with Lost, they have something called the Flash Sideways. Uh, you, 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 any Lost fan will immediately know what that is. Yeah. And they have something akin to that in this show. Um, if you want to interpret it from a scientific standpoint, there might be some multiverse stuff going on. That's what I suspect going on as well in the story, but they never already say what it is. So it don't really matter. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, the rapture. That is the, that is the thing you I was know, trying to I, remember. I was, I was thinking it was that to the buzz. Like, um, right, yeah, basically the, the idea of the rapture. 
Oh, boy. The idea of the rapture, right. that's what it is. Where just a bunch of people disappear and you don't know what's going on. And the story alludes to some of the things in the Left Behind franchise as it is. Because they, they do allude to the idea of an Antichrist. But how they do it is kind of brilliant. And where you see it, there's an episode that's the second to last episode. That is episode 7 in season 3. It was kind of a genius goddamn episode because of that. It really references the idea of the rapture. But in a brilliant way. In a brilliant in its own context. And yeah, I do recommend the show. I strongly recommend it. I'd have to say, you know, if you know, once you're a fan of Lindelof and you know what you're coming into, I have to give it like a next to perfect score. I have to give this a 10 out of 10. What? Okay. This guy yeah. made the best stuff of the year for TV shows, right? All probably. Right, but probably because I knew what I was going into. If I was, if I was, and I would say, well, a version of me that wanted clear answers is more or less mature. Not necessarily. But, the version of me that was into loss would have really fucking hated this. Right. But I, so I want to say I matured, but not really because it's the same bullshit Love kind of did. But again, once you know what you're in for and you know kind of what you know what to expect and how they tell yeah. the story, it was kind of a working genius. Okay. <laughs> I have to give it that. <laughs> they know wow. Anything. Yeah. I, I, I have to say Lindelof's going to Lindelof. It was kind that, of a genius so story. It didn't, it didn't feel, it wasn't rushed. Like they keep saying, or oh, some people saying, well, it was kind of rushed and it rushed the end. It's like, no, it, 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 from a character standpoint, that's what it did. And it's up to you. What, you know, it's, it's like, you know, as you say, it's much like with a religion, you, you know where you're coming into in yeah, the church. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, you had to choose to walk into a church or a mosque or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that is what it was. Sorry, I have to give this one a real high score. This was kind of goddamn amazing <laughs> if you think about it. And again, from a, from a production standpoint, I give it next to perfect scores. Acting, 10 out of 10, right? Um, writing, well, at least writing within the context and the framework of what, you know, Lindelof want to do. 10 out of 10. Editing, oh my gosh, as I said. I'd say, uh, you know, I repeat to myself now. Editing, it's like so brilliant and well done. It's like, holy shit, this is real bad. Music choices, they have these brilliant music choices. Like the opening has this um, music choice from this Christian, this old Christian evangelical mm-hmm. band. Uh, I think it's with his, I forget his, I, 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 wish, we, I wish we'd all been yeah. ready. And it totally fits the scene. That, that actually not surprising like, because, they, you know, when you think about HBO and, you know, like their, their choices yeah. of music for their shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's always been real hard yeah. So, yeah, I wish we'd all been ready. That is, um, I forget the name of the band. It's a old Christian band. Uh, um, right. up. Okay. Well, when, when I see that, probably yeah, might, I might it. remember. Yeah. But when you hear it, it's like a damn catchy <laughs> song. I have it. I have it on my phone now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But it's it real hard. And it, I... Yeah, this was, oh, by the way, there's an episode referencing the Wu-Tang Clan, which is awesome. And it's a great episode. <laughs> it's something that the, the Nora character does involving her, her arc. She, she has a couple great episodes focusing right. on her. And yeah, by the way, um, what's she name? My Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon had to get a goddamn Emmy for this fucking season. Holy shit, that woman is a damn good actress. Right? She's cruelly goddamn brilliant. Um, and... I, I really love how they how they did that. Yeah. Oh, the, the name of the group is Good News Circle. That's the old old Christian right, band I was trying okay. to think of. I just I just had to Google it because I just wanted I just wanted to see it on, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. here. Uh, anyway, I yeah, that's just my review of it. I can't I can't I don't want to sell anything out. I I do recommend watching it from the start. For those who come who didn't see season three at all, they're gonna to be totally wrapped up. If they like season one and two, especially two, they're gonna like season three, especially where they do with all these characters. It's like holy shit, everybody was so good in this season. Everybody's good last season, but this season. Everybody's real good this season. Yeah. 
and it's just good characterization and relationships, and it's just kind of a beautiful project. I have to get this one on next to score. This was really damn that's awesome. A, that, that, that's Sorry. another another masterpiece from HBO. It's kind of a masterpiece in its own way, in its own right. It's kind of brilliant. But I, if you if I could see somebody hating it, but my thing is that if you hate it, you would you would jump off of the project a long time. Agreed. You'd yeah, stop yeah. watching. Agreed. That's how I think about it. So everybody who stick to the end gonna love it because that's the audience. And again, it does its own foreshadowing. Now it's very meta in that yeah. way now. I cannot put. Listen, I'm gonna go this far. This far, I'm gonna go this far. I'm gonna put this movie on the level of something like Cynic, the King New York. Ooh. Oh, by the way, which which is, yeah. which was Roger Ebert's favorite movie of the decade? That's how I cannot think about it because it has so many. No, look, am I putting Lindelof on that level of Charlie Kaufman? I don't know, but it have that workable meta. Now you see, this is how to do meta. How to do serious meta without right. humor. That man is like, he's like a king of metal now at this point. It's like him, Dan Harmon, and Charlie Cole. <laughs> is he three kings of, nice. is three kings yeah, of yeah. metal now? You know, it's like how to do metal properly now. And this was real metal dread and it was real brilliant. But not so many foreshadowing to itself and its own show and discussing audiences and how you should feel in terms of emotion. Now you should think about this. And I was like, yeah, it really kind of mm-hmm. come true though. I have to put, I, I'm going to put Lindelof there. I mean, it's kind of controversial be saying this, but Lindelof is a kind of king of meta at this point. Wow. Like, <laughs> Once you're there and you Would get have thought, him, right? <laughs> yeah. Would have thought. But yeah, I mean, I, look, I still think Prometheus is bullshit, right? I still hate the end of loss, but the man, once you kind of get where the man coming from, how you just think, man's kind of a genius in his own right. I kind of get, you know, he, he's a person who can't commit. I'll give him that. That's one thing about him. Because he can't commit, he won't give you something. But he know how to he knows how to not commit right. really well. That is why that is why I kinda make him kind of brilliant in his own right. Yeah, he's kinda it's kinda genius in his own right. Sorry. And I have to give this one I can't help but give this such a high score. Because it's so it's done so well within its own framework and context. And because everything is so well made and well shot and cinematography and everything so brilliant, that right. helps. If it was just boilerplate stuff in terms of the style, it would have wreck lose real point. It was dependent on that now. It is dependent on that. So it would. Nice. Well, um, I'll yep. definitely watch out. Um, well, it's three seasons anyway, so I should be able to, yeah, to wrap that up before he has It's reasonably short season. I, I'll, I'll say it. You see, I'm going to tell you, the two highlights of the series for me was the opening <coughs> to season two, the opening to season two, and the opening to season one. Those two first episodes, holy crap. Especially that opening sequence. What they right. do with it, and like how you, how you had to interpret and what going on exactly. And it's like, wait, this is this. And then, again, it has so much to talk about. The man is real. He's a real think piece clickbaiter type. Eh? He's think, he total think piece bait. Because it has so much think piece you could write on this goddamn show. Because everything is, is allegory, this and allegory, that, that and, and something. Right? That's this. the intention, yeah. That's he the wants point. people the to, just like to look back now. years from now and be like, well, yeah, right. let's write books about this or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. It's lost. It's lost. Just like lost, lost. is this generation's loss in that way? It's been roughly, what, eight years since the end of loss or so. something like yeah. that? It's been a while. So, it's a whole bunch. It's a whole a bunch of kids who just don't know what loss was. They don't remember it <coughs> in any workable sense. Not like not like a, we right. do. So yeah, okay. right. Whatever. That's my review. I kind of like it. I kind of love yeah, it. Well, well, I hope by by yes, and I do check out season three. And who knows? It might make it to my, to my best of this as well. It might make it there. Yeah. Uh, right. well, uh, we was we were good, we were going to talk about Handmaid's Tale, but because I know that this season finale right. no, it, it's, it's next this week, week, I will binge all next. ten episodes and. Yeah, we both right. will, will review that. So, from TV... And then... Oh, oh before we go, other African superhero, we didn't mention Vixen. Movie, animated movie. Um, 
But it was kind of not worth talking about because it was just a hodgepodge of all the material from exactly. before. Exactly. That's, that's why I didn't bother to mention it before as well. That Yeah, I didn't bother yeah. about it either. It was like, oh, well, I thought they would have a coherent story. They had like four movies in it <laughs> at once. Uh, I, I, I counted like, three, actually. Like, the middle section you know? was like a new story or something like that. But yeah, right. But, I don't know. Like, this was like, uh, whatever. Right. Yeah, that yeah. we're talking about. Well, um, I right. the... So let's jump into movies. Um, so right. we'll talk about... We start out with T two train spot. You might as well just get out of the way. Right. Um. I I cool. would have loved for you to just finish off the episode with Baywatch, but you're like, nah, 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 nah. nah. So Baywatch not after because the Baywatch Baywatch not right. worth so no fucking time <laughs> and uh, free fires a right. superior so, movie so, on almost so, every so, movie. So, so Baywatch. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right. So Baywatch after Train Spotting two, and then we'll close things off with Free Fire. So um, uh, train T two train spot. Right. I'll I'll just start off right. Um. Train Spot in the original film from '96. While I wouldn't say yeah. it's my favorite movie of all time, or one of my favorite movies, I will easily say it's one of the best movies of the 1990s. And you have to think about yeah. the period where it came out. You know, it's, it it is a yeah. British slash um, Scottish film. I know it's around yeah. that time where Hollywood, or at least American viewers, were looking for. They were looking for different styles of films, you know. This is the only time when Pulp Fiction was big and then you had all the copycats and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they were looking yeah. elsewhere for great films and great entertainment. And then you got this movie here, this real grimy film about um, about just a bunch of friends just addicted to, 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 to heroin. And somehow that just yeah. blew people's minds. Um, and I watched it over before, actually, like literally watch the first movie and then follow it up with the second one and i would say that the first one right. still holds up it does feel retro in terms of like the music choices well and by the way the soundtrack right. for this is probably one of the greatest soundtracks i have ever heard in a movie this the songs that they use for this movie my god <laughs> like i don't know it's something about just british directors and music guy Ritchie, for example the way how they integrate yeah. music into these scenes and just make them so timeless like um yeah. The end scene in particular, like the final sequence in Train Spotting, that song that they play. I love that yeah. sequence. I love everything about it. Um, but yeah, but this one with the original one, we got to see Ewan McGregor for the first time. I think we got to see Robert Carlyle for the first time. Um, yeah. Who is that fall mounted guy, Franco? And you'll talk about him a, yeah. a bit. Um, Johnny Lee Miller. And then, of course, well, uh, Charlie from Wonder Woman, Aaron yes, Brother. Yes, 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 yes. He was in it. Yeah. Um, Johnny Lee Miller, I think he was in Hackers. Remember Hackers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what. Um, with Angelina uh, Julie. Yeah. And Kelly McDonald, who last time I saw her was in the excellent HBO series Boardwalk Empire. You know, we got to see these yeah. characters. And what are. What? What? Like, what? What stood out to me the most about this show, and I would like tell the most diehard of local, as in Trini filmmakers out there, they were not ashamed of their accents, their dialogue. Yes, it was all thank you. Scottish. It was God damn, thank you. Deep in, in, Preach, in, 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 in Matthew. Scottish. There, there is a Preach. specific scene that they do in purpose where the inside is bar. Come to the church of Matthew. It's, Matthew ah, Preach. Right, it was inside his pub, and. Brother. And <laughs> the music was so loud that they had they had they added subtitles in, you know. And that scene, by the way, right. is a reference to Clockwork Orange. And this is one thing that I love about yeah. the movie, um, not just because of how subversive it is, but because of the narration by Ewan McGregor. It does feel like you know uh, Malcolm McDowell stuff from Clockwork Orange. The way how it sounds that that choose life, choose a job, choose that. But yeah, the way how the accents would tick, the dialogue is like. 
yes, this we yeah. are in Edinburgh, people. This is not yeah, this is not yeah. Scottish people trying to sound American. Come on, be yeah, proud bullshit. of who you are, man. Come on. And somehow Americans saw it and loved it. You know what I mean? And I wish yeah. that people like down here in Trinidad actually do that. Instead of this kind of full Americanized TV <laughs> accent. You? You know I mean? Come on. <laughs> but Matthew, Matthew, your break your bacon shark is ready. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so 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 now for T two train spotting. So um in a nutshell we get to see the same characters again. Um, we see um, Mark Renton played once again by Ewan McGregor. If you remember from the last film, um, there was yep. this uh, deal, this drug deal that they did. They sell heroin for money, and then he kind of just left the group with the money. So he left. He left um, Sick Boy. He left. Um, yeah. Who it is? He left Sick Boy. He left Franco. He left um, Spud. Well, he actually left like yeah. I think it's four thousand um, euros for Spud. You know. And uh, he just went yeah. off. He he started a new life. He wanted to get away from um you know from not just the drugs, oh, but just being around he, people he, who would kind of spur him on to take more drugs. You know, just to feel happy about right. himself. He just moved away from all of that and just moved on with his life. And here we see him back. Um, we also see um Spud, who um we see now was married, but then um, he kind of separated because of his drug ab- um, habit. You know, and he's trying to get back with his family now. But he kind of takes his approach in terms of writing. So he's writing all the accounts of stuff that he went through in his past and whatnot. Uh, we had we have Franco still full-mouthed as ever. He uses the C word. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, but yeah. like, it's just so much times this man just uttered that word. And here he was in jail. And I won't say how he gets out of jail. But he comes back to his uh, wife and kid. Kind of talking to the, the kid. Well, this boy, teenager, like shit. And then he kind of gets into this. Well, basically, um, it kind of centers on uh, Sick Boy character played once again by Johnny Miller, and he has this kind of get rich scheme, get rich quick scheme thing going on with some Bulgarian woman. I, I believe she's a prostitute. Actually, there was this blackmailing thing that's going on, and now they have this kind of sca- the scheme going on that they want that somehow um, Mark Renton gets involved in, and then Franco gets involved somehow, and then he learns, oh shit. Mark is here, and now I wanna I wanna break this guy's throat because he just left me. You know, he just took the money and left, and then I got arrested as a result. So yeah, he just like literally wants to kill Mark, and then of course we have Spunny right. Mill who just trying to clean up his life, but you know it's just the drugs. They keep calling him, and they just keep calling him, and that's all I have to say about this um, this sequel. Which I would just start off by saying. Should have came out ten years before, man. This this thing came out way right. too late, man. My yeah, God, yeah. I was about, I was now about to say. This well, should have come out in two thousand six, okay, so man. Not twenty seventeen. Here's the thing: it's a bad, it's a kind of bad comparison. But I'd like to think, I'd like to think of, um, you know, Boondock Saints and its sequel. Ah, yes, yes, yes. The the the, the local film kind of think that about managed this, like, to do, and then you had a sequel because right. it make money. So, but we didn't need one. Right. Anyway. The sequel. <laughs> Now this was was this sequel as you think the sequel is as pointless as the sequel to Boondock Saints? Um, actually no, and my my reason right. is because as okay, if if you are a fan of the old film and you love these characters, even when they doing this shit, right? You would you would love to see how these characters you know evolve or change or where they are right now. And right. I I I was really compelled by you know Mark's story for a while. I'll get to that. Um, more particularly Spud, you know, because he was the one I was kind of 
um, more attached to it. He was the one I was more kind of concerned for because he was trying to straighten his life, but you know he just kind of tends to give up and go back to drugs and stuff. The other characters I kind of didn't really care for, unfortunately. Like Sick Boy is right. still with these get rich quick schemes and all that kind of stuff, but you know there's nothing much his character than that. Franco is just the the same the same tough guy who would cuss you out and your mother in the process. And there wasn't really much going with him, but the main disappointment for me was with Mark, the star of the show, Ewan McGregor. There was he, he, there was nothing right. to him. It's just well, I clean up. I, I I've been clean for twenty years. I've been married. I was divorced. But now what? What? Why should we care about this character here now? I mean, it's good that he that he's not doing drugs anymore. But yeah, why? Why? Why should we care about you? What is your character motivation right. here? What to get money? And that's why uh, he hooks yeah. up with sick boy. I, I, I don't I, I, know. I don't... Right, another like I was thinking about it, like another another well, another movie franchise that I was thinking, is again it's a decent sequel on its own, but it's a kind of pointer sequel, which is um, Clerks now. You know I haven't seen um, Clerks two yet. I love the original Clerks. Oh no, really? Like, I never bought it too. I just like why? Once again, okay. why? <laughs> right. No, here's the thing. I don't hate I don't hate Clerks sequel, but I get why that's a kind of a workable logical conclusion of the characters, and this kind of did that. It's like. It's pointless, but you you know sometimes you just, just kind of want to see what how they'll turn out. Yeah, that that's what, that's what this that is what this is. But I don't know, like right. okay, like of course I can't expect these characters, or at least not all of them, to go back to the same heroin app, um uh, uh you know uh, addiction. I mean, twenty years from now, they're going back to it. But I kind of imagine in my head before going into this movie that some character died or something. So so the three characters would yeah. reunite or whatever. And they would kind of make right. up now. Some like something draws these characters back into you know Edinburgh or wherever they were now. You know, draws them back. Right. It's that it's, it kind of convenient the way how these characters kind of meet back up now. Um. So that was one thing that kind of turned me off was just the story or at least the plot device that kind of brings these characters together. I find it wasn't strong at all. Um. The whole and it kind of felt like it was just going different parts like. At one moment, it's about Sick Boy and, and, and Mark. And then next moment, it's about Spud. Then next moment, it's about um, Robert Carlyle's character trying to find um, Renton and kill him and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it just... Yeah. It, it just... I won't say it lacked focus, but it just wasn't that interesting to me, the, 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 the premise itself. Um, now, I yeah. would say as... I mean, I'm not the biggest Danny Boyle fan, but I imagine if you are a fan of his, his, his work... You know, of course, like 2000s and up, of course, um, you would be amazed by what he does here, um, you know, from 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 a director's perspective, because once again, he shows why he's probably one of the best directors out there. You know, uh, although I haven't been a fan or I haven't seen all of his films. But yeah, technically, this movie is strong. Um, the cinematography, yeah. the colors that he used, um, the set design, stuff like that. Really, really well. Uh, well done. I like some of the camera angles, some of the um, transitions that he used. Uh, there's yeah. these particular callbacks to the old film like at first I was seeing them I was like alright that's kind of cute okay that kind of worked but then there were a few where I was like oh gosh man All just playing this nostalgia card too much man like really you have to bring yeah. back up this scene you have to remind us about this time yeah. like come on really I, I one scene in particular this is just a mild spoiler where Ewan McGregor does that choose life thing again, but he does it in this 2017 updated version where it's about snooze, um, choose Snapchat and Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, right. really? Really? Come on. It just felt like 
um, Danny Boyle and the the writers in them. And yes, I know mm. it's it's based off of the the books Train Spotting and Porno. Yeah, two books that the the, the author wrote. Um, well, you know, wrote uh, based on these characters uh, apparently. But it just felt like yeah. they was just trying way too hard to remind the, the you know to 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 entertain the old fans. You know what I mean? It just really felt like they was trying way too hard with those callbacks. You know? Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, any, any more thoughts on on the film? Anything else? Yeah, no. This one, this one, I, I here's the thing. I, I really no. I wasn't the biggest fan of Tune Spotting. I mean, I you know, I dev- I was not old enough to care or to get into that whole late '90s grungy kind of grungy culture anyway. Because it was the right kind of leaving off of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, it was. It was style yeah. of culture. But you know, because because cultural stuff take like two or three years to go to like rural parts of the world anyway, which is yeah, Scotland. Sorry. Scotland still kind of back <laughs> uh, Yeah, it, it felt it felt like that, and it, it uh, I never really got into that. I was I was I suppose I was just too young to care, um, and so I was uh, I'm just familiar with the, the movie. I watched the movie. I was a big fan at the time, kind of right. I was like, oh, I like this. But this sequel is yeah, again, it, the comparison in my head is like Boondock Saints. Is that it's kind of pointless yeah. in a sense that it's like yeah, it, it carried. And again, you say as you say, Ewan McGregor's character moves forward in an interesting way. Everything else, I didn't really feel yeah. it. Um, everybody comes back, yeah, right? and everybody but does does think, yeah. pull off um, solid performances. Um, I was yeah. particularly impressed by by um, by Ewan Brenner who plays Spud. Like I was surprised that I would actually yeah. care about this guy so much because he was just the comic relief yeah. the first one. There was some particularly gross out moments with him in the original one, and I was like, and people still love this movie though because there was this one scene where he literally does shit in the bed. I was like, wow, they actually yeah. get away with this shit back in 96, though, you know? You know? But, right. yeah, you, you do care about this guy, you know, because he's older, but, you know, he still hasn't gotten over that drug addiction that that much compared to his other friends. Well, with the exception of Sick Boy, but that's all I'll say. Um, and right. Franco, he was, like, this kind of two-dimensional bad guy. And there's this one scene when I saw it, I was like, you're seriously ripping off Bleeder Runner here? Y'all really did yeah, that? Don't... Really? Well, they really yeah. do that? Nah, man, right. really? Nah, man, come on. Be a little bit more original than that, though. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. Like, I really wanted to like this film a lot more, but um, and because right. of the director on who behind it, Danny Boyle. And I, I maybe I guess it's because maybe deep down inside, he just wanted to do this. Like, I don't want to call this thing his passion project. Maybe this was in the pipeline for a good while, but I could tell us wanna... something that maybe it's something he just wanted right. to do, but maybe it just took too long for it to happen unfortunately and it shows oh yeah because that's the thing is, is the band you're getting the band yeah, back yeah. together you know when you do stuff like that and so it's just the, the uh, play the greatest hits as they say it, you find it reference the first movie a little too much yeah that's play the greatest hits that's exactly what it did yeah. and i it wasn't as i mean i cannot again the, the working comparison is like the boondock scenes but to me clerks too is the kind right, of working right. comparison which is you're referencing things you're, you're character interesting logical conclusions maybe but ultimately it's like yeah they didn't need to exactly. exist and yeah, unfortunately uh, yeah. you need to exist and yeah i like you like you i was i was slightly disappointed in this one i wasn't very disappointed so oh, it is the most dumb truck dumb shit movie ever but it was just it was just it was just fine but largely yeah. unnecessary i'm um, gonna give it a yeah, quick yeah, okay, rating okay, which okay. is pretty much yeah which is uh high cc it um you know it's fine it's better than average in in on average because again daddy boy still really knows him because yeah. of the film but he could have moved on and do some other projects. I, I agree. Um, what I would say in closing, though, is that um, 
to me, the original train spotting was about something, you know. At the surface level, it was about yeah. these heroin addicts, this on again, off again relationship they have, and how they're trying to deal with life. But underneath, though, it's exactly that it's about life and just characters having to deal with life and you know just these characters take this approach to do it but then you realize that there's more to life than just shooting yourself up in the veins with drugs and stuff but this right. one here it there was nothing really it was just like hey we're back guys remember us ha 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 let me play lust for yeah. life again remember that song ha ha yeah. you know but there was nothing really going on there was yeah. no big central team it's just characters at all and we should care because we kind of like them back. But I think just in general, this should have come out like in 2006. Because then you would have seen how these characters right. reacted in the 2000s. Because in a way, that was what um, uh, Train Spotter was about. was them kind of embracing the 90s, you know, not just quoting who's right. the best, w- which was the best Sean Connery, James Bond movie. And yes, they do have this, um, this audio reference to that. Because you hear one of the songs that used to play in the one of the old um, Sean Connery James Bond movies, I was like, "All right, another another reference." Okay, we get yeah. it, right? But you know, if they set it like in the two thousands, would have been like, "Well, okay, well, how do these characters react to the new world? You know, new life, new drugs, or whatever." You know what I mean? But here in twenty seventeen right. is like, I don't know. I mean, that's okay. But for me, I would still right. give this a very light three out of five because of just the technical expertise that. Um, that Danny Boyle brings once again, you know, um, on screen. You know, the man is a great director. I would say that much. But just story-wise, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not taking that away from him. You know, it's just the, the you know, uh, your, your passion project is like John Lasseter and the cast. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I that. think John Lasseter is brilliant, but we need a cast. It has a reason to make saying, cast. But you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, I mean, exactly. If, if it, uh, the, he does, he does how to get caught up in this mediocre project. Yeah, and other series, yeah. well, last thing inclusive. And I get that Danny Boyle loves Train Spotted. I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. it's, it's right. technically your your international breakout movie. I'll say that much. And exactly. I, you know, I kind of understand why you would want to go back and see with these characters, how they live in their lives and all that kind of stuff. But 20 years, it is a little too late. That's unfortunate, but that's, yeah. that's all I can say. All right, right. so speaking of stuff that... Um, well, point, uh, that came oh off boy. as pointless and kind of was pointless to begin with. Yeah, talk to my Bobby Watch. <laughs> Baywatch, Baywatch, bullshit, Baywatch. That's the theme song, by the way. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So here's the thing with Baywatch. They they they, they try to pull a wool wool over your eyes by trying to do this thing of with the same thing with Twenty One Jump Street and act as if well, the original Baywatch was this kind of tongue in cheek thing anyway. It's like no, the original Baywatch didn't took itself very seriously. No. No one remember. I dare you tell me what your any two characters from from the original from the Watch TV show other than Mitchell C J Parker. You have anybody who really remember that show for what it was? What it was at the time was basically like porn before Google it was, existed. It was it was, it was like that's what it was. Dude, the intros yeah, for, it had, for, it had the intros for these episodes was just some kind of yeah. pop rock song yeah. and just montages right. of babes in bikinis running up and down getting right. some dance and shit. That was it. And it had a whole bunch of people. And the thing is, it, well, the show it is one of those perfect shows that just get caught in the right time where it existed in the sense of um, the concept of syndication. Yes, yes. Because that's what the show known about. Show, the show did terribly in the United States in, in network television. Um, but then it, it just caught syndication and did yeah. so well. Like, it's a super famous show because of that. And it, especially in Germany and Eastern yeah. Europe, it just did so well because none of those people, like, ever see sunlight <laughs> and the beach like that, that that whole california thing is like a completely alien thing to them 
So from what I understand, you know, um, this fella, uh, Hasselhoff, just like become this mega star over over yeah. there now in Germany. Because I think that's it's because of that. And then he, you know, well he do the Night Rider thing, and apparently he became a rock star. It yeah. weird. I really know what went on. He has the best life ever. But <laughs> you know, but whatever. But the thing is, the, the they try to just do it over. They say, okay, we're gonna do the whole Phil Lord Chris Miller shit, um, and try to twenty one jump treat it. And try to, but the problem is that they don't have Phil Lord or Chris Miller to actually make it work in terms of meta and good humor and you know hilarious uh, material. This just was total nonsense, right? right? First of all, I'm gonna say the editing. Editing, hot garbage. Wow. <laughs> the editing in this is like, it just feels so boilerplate. Like you could tell. I don't know. I swear. You know. Okay. So. I swear, like, they, they, they hire AI to, to edit this or something like that. <laughs> Clearly, not. like, seriously, that is what they did. Like, to, to go on the cheap right. now. Like, one of them cheap AI bullshit software that do dailies for so people now. So it was, like, you know, weird jump cuts and stuff, right? Yeah, it was just stupid, right? And it's, like, it just feel like, it, again, it, it just feel like a bunch of dailies stuck together. Wow. This movie felt like... That, that, that is It didn't sad, feel like dude. a product. It didn't feel like a project that at really all. That uh, And then, on top of that, the humor. It had its moments. It had a couple funny moments. It had a... Basically, a Josh Gad um, parody person. Not Josh Gad. Who's the guy who's um, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio in, in Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, uh, why am I forgetting his name, yo? Super, super, oh, super, super bad. bad. That, that guy. Uh, yeah, he's basically right. that guy. The, the character they have. So they have him. He had a couple moments. Rock was kind of funny, but again, it was, it was, he was only funny in the sense that you know, you don't really expect the rock to be funny, so it's like, alright, he's doing something so, funny, so alright, cool. Not the rock playing Mitch McConnell, it was just the rock being the rock there. Yeah, pretty much. But then Rich, Mitch was a kind of caricature anyway, so I didn't, like, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, as if, as if David Hasselhoff was Mitch was some big, brilliant. Oh, by the way, Hasselhoff has a cameo in this, and it's the stupidest fucking thing ever. Holy shit. I, 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 like, I wonder I told if it's as bad as this cameo in, in Piranha 3 D, which, by the way, was my worst movie uh, pick of two, or 2012. Yeah. I bet. Well, I, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> um, but no, this one was just dumb. It's like, oh, that is a cameo. Are you serious with this? And then, well, um, this girl make a cameo to who plays CJ Parker. Famous big oh, book woman yeah, from Pamela the 90s. Oh, yeah, Pamela Anderson. Duh, duh. Yeah, Miss, the original sex yeah. woman. Uh, um, she, yeah, again, it, this was this was just like, why they do this? They, they, they rush it. They clearly say, all right, we're just going to jump on this bandwagon. Baywatch was kind of famous for a bunch of people. And... Because Baywatch was just kind of the end tail, the tail end of the 90s and that whole syndication television yeah. before Google come in. Like, you know, it had a weird period between Web 2.0 in the mid-2000s and the 90s where they started just doing rip-off stuff like that. But it's, they started realizing where well, the internet and gaming culture exists. So they had to cater to that right. somewhat. Uh, so they had shows like, remember that show called Pacific Yes, Blue? I was about to mention that. The, the Cups right. on Bikes, Same. which is so not influenced by, by Baywatch, not at all, no. Yeah, yeah, but it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty much Baywatch. I was a big fan of it. It had a black chick on that show, was hot for me at the time, and I was like, what, 13? So, you know, it was just <laughs> hormones. I remember the theme song being um, catchy, dumb but catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah. I used to, it, the only thing I used to remember about it is that it had um, WWF stars on it because it used to show right after or before, I think, WWF. I think so, I think, the, yeah, it used to show before, um, before that, yeah. It was uh, Sean Michaels was an episode which was pretty awesome, um, so it, and it was just I just remember Baywatch just being um just being the progenitor of that. It was just this whole beach culture thing that nobody gives a fuck of about course. now, like that is them days yeah. done. And 
this was just pointless. It it was just um they had a script. The script was the script was barely I, I there. Knew, yeah, I had a bad. I what the story is about. I, I kind of got the gist of it. Yeah, no, from you're, the you're from yeah, the yeah, it is a, And by the way, you're pretty much is one of those TMI. Like you would think. Now here's the sign of a bad movie, too. You know when you have a TMI trailer, but you don't get anything else from the movie itself. Like you would think, oh, I'm gonna they're gonna expand upon where you see the trailer. Nothing. Wow. If you watch the trailer, you saw the movie. <laughs> That's that's that's, that's, that's bad, yo. It's, it's a goddamn waste I, I just, of my I just want to ask one question before you give your rating, right? Yeah. Do any of the Baywatch team like rescue anybody? Go, you know, dive into the water, yeah, rescue it, people, it, give them automotive You do all of that. You do the stuff that you expect to see in every episode of Baywatch. No, but see, okay, here's here's why. No, here's why they they, they fuck it up. And I'm gonna say, oh, so I don't know if you remember Baywatch Nights. I remember that. Yes, yes, being like right. one season or I think it's one season last for. Now, here's what, here's what they should have done. What they should have done is make a parody of that instead. Where you're, you're doing the Baywatch and all the, 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 the shit, but then you're doing the idea of lifeguards trying to be cops. Right. And you, 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 what they should have done is say, okay, because the premise of making, making lampooning Baywatch in the same way that you're lampooning 21 Jump Street, not the worst idea. Yeah, yeah, everybody saw it, but they fuck it up, right? So what they could have done is, what they should have done instead, in my opinion, is make fun of the idea that these cops, that the idea that, that lifeguards are not supposed to be fucking cops, and them constantly should be bungling through the, the, the investigation and actually causing the bad guys to get away because they, they tamper with evidence and do things unprofessionally because they are not cops. They didn't do that enough in this. They, they, they kind of get a germ of an idea in it and they just waste the premise. And that was, the, that was the fucking problem. This is nonsense. It was a waste of goddamn time. Sorry, it is. Rock, you take a L with this one because you really defend the movie on Total thing. You, you take a L with this one. This was an S. You don't S. even need um, to, Jedi. You just brush it off and move on with your life, Jedi. You, you should not have yeah, you should, this bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. Everybody, this, this, was just, this was just a complete goose egg in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give this a, a Capsco. Seriously, don't go, not go and see this movie. Go see it in Capsco or Windsor or something right. like that. Go see it in Palladium. Um, go I.e. cinemas movie, that kind of don't Cap- exist anymore. Get it, get it, get it, get it your car. Right. <laughs> is fucking bullshit Jordan. A but I don't know but, but, but for me though like the the okay like I, w- I would confess I wanted to see it because A you're enough B watch B it had a rock in it I couldn't care about Zach right. sorry I just don't care but um right yeah, exactly but, you know it's because it, you know that joke that like haha we're making fun of this and I thought it would have right. been kind of clever you know but then I decided to get no. all these reviews and hear stuff about it I was like no 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 but that's, that's, that's pretty much it it, was, it had the germ of what they could have done with this if I had a smarter writer behind it if that smarter writer to make the jokes yeah. work and not well, not just the jokes because a lot of the humor like it kind of worked in its own way it had its own like lowest common denominator humor not, not surprised but right but what I wanted to do is do the funny meta narrative of lifeguards aren't supposed to be cops so if lifeguards attempt to be cops, they will fuck up the whole investigation. That's what they yeah, should have done. Yeah. And they, they had a germ of an idea there and they fucked yeah. that up. And that's the sad um, part. Um, I'll, it could yeah, have been I'll, I'll see this in closing, right? Um, what, remember back in the 90s when you used to take popular TV shows and make movies out of them? Remember they were, they, yeah, yeah, like remember like they were, they were actually legitimately good? Adam's Family, right. Beverly Hillbillies right. to the extent. You know what I mean? They, right. they, they actually did what they were supposed to do. They took a film, yeah, they, no, they, just sorry, they took up a series, sure. and they just updated it to whatever generation it was. Right. Why are we not right. seeing this anymore? Why are you taking shows like, well, because like Chips and shit? Yeah, the thing, eh? 
it have this whole family of comedies that I am so fucking sick of that they need to wrap up. Eh? And it's sad part is how people I like in these shows, eh? But it's this family of comedies that like to and this, this kind of fall into that where yeah, you just do a bunch, you just you just do this kind of pseudo improv. You half write a script and then you pseudo improv almost all of the scenes. And then you take the best take, which was the funniness, the funniest of the team. Aubrey Plaza and, and all of these people in that bullshit. Um, it's a bunch of comedies like that nowadays. These 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 crap, R-rated shit. Which which means to my worst. Oh, dude, yeah. that was one of the worst. That was, that was and I, to watch. So I don't know what to call these things. I don't know what to call them because they're not they're not parodies. They're just R-rated comedies on their own. But it's R-rated comedies that not well thought exactly. out. So it's just a scenario. And then they'll bullshit. And then they'll try to bullshit through all the whole thing. They'll have a bunch of stars. Clearly, like I don't know, it's like a clear contractual thing that the studio that's making the actor do. They had to just fucking do it and then get it, you know, get it out of there and then wrap it up. And they'll give some half-ass director to do the shit. Like you wanted Orbi Plaza and those guys from um. Oh, that that uh, that's just Tim and Eric need wedding dates somewhere. But it is right. I, I, I yeah, that bullshit. Same thing. Yeah, it's that that nonsense. It's like jeez, boy. And it, you see it like it's so bad that stuff in the trailer would not show up in the movie and. Almost all of those have that. That one you wanted some girlfriends who kill a guy, they kill a stripper, and they yes, had to take yes, the body. Yes, yes, the thing. It have, it like it shit. have three of my favorite actors. You have Scarlett Johansson, you have McGill, Jillian yeah. Bell from Workaholics, and you have right. that that one cute. Yeah, I find she's cute. Uh, that okay. Ilana. From, Ilana. Oh, yes, yeah, from um from Broad City. I, 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 yeah. I'm like, I want to like this. I really want to, but that trailer just yeah, not doing bullshit. anything for me. And okay. I don't okay. care if it's an R rated. It's just not doing anything for yeah, me. No, yeah, no, yeah. Like really and I just so. Sick of this garbage, dread. They they just given. I don't know. It's just it's just it just feel like a, like you're burning cash. That's how yeah. it feels. Like, yeah. all of them is cost because the thing is they cost like about I don't know like a fifteen million each. And then the idea is to because, but not as bad as what Friedberg and Salsa would do it. Oh, God. It's not as yeah. bad as that. Uh, and it's not as bad as like some of the cheaper Blumhouse stuff, right? And while Blumhouse is in a good place right now, so I'm not knocking Blumhouse anymore. Right. <laughs> Even though I, they, used to, they used to be doing some bullshit in a, a, like a while yeah. back, right? But yeah. is this whole you know, you just throw shit at the wall and then hope something sticks. And you just pay <laughs> that, for that, cheap that's, and that's the the cash, right? For that, for real, yeah. Pretty much. Right, I just so sick of that garbage. Right. Anyway, um, the movie's bullshit. is a waste of time. Don't make another one. If they make another one, I'll yeah, cruise. Yeah. I'll stop taking, stop taking shows from our childhood like Harmless Innocent Chips and lots of hot chips Oh, yeah, yeah, chips is the next one. I completely forget about chips. Like, stop doing that. I completely I completely forget about chips. Like, I didn't see that shit yet, and I ain't gonna watch that bullshit until like. And I'll go and show on cable, and I'll probably like be half asleep, half drunk. I like, oh, yeah, probably chip. will watch it when it comes out on home media. And yes, Just I, like Mike, I like Michael Pena. Yeah, you know, I like Michael Pena. Yeah. Right, he's great and Ant Man. Yeah. But what the fuck? <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. Right, moving. So on. Let's finally, talk about finally, we get into a movie that I was like. Why didn't they show this movie in theaters? Just offer that premise alone. Red. Uh, Free yeah, Fire. Yeah, the first. Yes, yeah, the first thing I want to say about this. You see, cinema. What is cinema one? Yes. Die. Them. That's the kind of shit you had to show in cinema one. Holy crap! I will pay money to go there, eat some food, and then see it in a nice little small screen. Matthew, I cannot tell you how much I goddamn enjoyed this movie. Eh? Cinema one. This is the kind of shit you had to be showing and bringing down. Yeah. Right? Because I would love seeing this in a, in a theater like that. You see that nice small screen, in nice comfy seats, you have food, and you watch it as a nice classic bottle action shoot em up. Yeah. I love this fucking movie, Dread. Holy crap. All right. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so good. Okay, I enjoyed it, but 
clearly I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. I'm actually surprised. I dug the hell out of this joint a lot, though. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you yes. why. Okay, I'll tell you why. But but um, right. We just want to jump into the premise. Well, what what is it about? Right. Premises. Premises. Basically, uh, uh basically a, a arms yes. deal going down. But it's like a, a small arms deal. It's not no big arms deal. It's relatively small. Some guys want some guns or something, right? Not gonna say what it is. In fact, it's a very unclear in the movie if, if they have explained what it was. Um, then, because certain characters, you find out that they have other characters there who they have bad blood with, things go awry, and because of all the guns, people start firing and paranoid with shooting yes. each other. And then what they decide to do with it is, well, what happens when, a, like, if they do an actual, supposed, well, somewhat realistic um, gunfight? Like, what does happen when you actually get yeah. shot? Yeah. And the idea is you don't die immediately, exactly. and you're not trained. And nobody really trained to shoot, or at least nobody, even even people who, like, kind of trained to shoot, not really trained to shoot, so they're shooting all wild yeah. and crazy. And so, 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 folks, don't, <laughs> don't, don't go in just... expecting some John Woo shit, men jumping off no. and, 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 nah, and nah, pigeons nah, flying behind them. It's not that type of shit. <laughs> Everything kind of grounded and grimy and dusty, and it's just this total 70s premise with, with all these unstable personalities just put together in this closed-off situation. Yeah, well, and, all right, well, well as, as you mentioned that there, um, right. it, it took me a while to really realize that this movie actually is set in the 70s, you know? Because I was watching, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. the costume and like, I was watching um, Shao right. Copley who kills it. I was watching yeah, Army yeah. Hammer's no, I love Brie Larson's um, outfit. I was like, but this not feeling like 2016 or whatever, no? And it's only no, when no, I started no, no, no. hearing dialogue, I, I, and I was like, I, I, oh, okay, okay. It's like a, a 70s throwback thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and this have to do really, although I haven't seen, actually, I'll confess, it's like the first movie I've seen from Ben Whitley. I, I know that he made some right. great films in the past. One in particular keeps popping up, Kill This. I've been hearing a lot of great things about right. it. I haven't seen it, but I will. Yeah. But one thing that I know about this guy, and I, I saw it here, is that he knows his genres inside and out. And he is just yes, right. Yeah, this, like this, so well yeah. um, this was so well made. This was so well made because first of all, first of all, that one, one thing I noticed that I immediately noticed how well made this was fucking song design. Yes, yes. yes. The song design and song editing in this is that it, it might even get like a nomination for Oscar or something I would like love that. that because it was so well that done. Pew, like pew, just, pew. I mean, it sounds yeah, a little not cartoonish, not, but because you know it's bullets no, no, going no, off, it makes you jump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but what what make it work is that what make it work is a you get a good sense of distance and 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 distance and and muffling song of where song should bounce in this. Essentially, is that kind of old? Wait, is an old textile factory or something like that? I forget what it was. And is an old warehouse? Uh, it's a warehouse. From 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 what I remember, it's a warehouse. But what 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 was being manufactured? I can't remember. Did they just say? Did they just say? Well, whatever they're making here, they don't make it anymore because it was abandoned, right? Yeah. And. And it was unclear what it is. I didn't. I can't. I can piece together what it was exactly. I, I suppose I should. But I should watch it over just to pay attention to all these little small details and decide like where exactly what. Yeah, well, it was. well, and well. The movie what, is coming what, out this month on um on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> but I, yeah, exactly. And what make it work is right. So they had song design, and when characters talking, you get a sense of distance and muffling when they transfer into the yes, edit. Now. Yes, yes. Right, that and it's like true. yeah. So you get, you get you get an excellent space. From simple song use alone. Now, I'm watching this on my big screen, and I was like, but it's real fucking hard, though. And I, again, I really wish I watched this in a theater, Jared. I really, really wish I watched this in a theater. It's got to get proper song design and multiple directions, yeah. and you know, again, 
cinema one or or vip in movie tongue this is the kind of shit you had to be showing sorry and, 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 that, and that, that, that in a crowd it might be it yes, might be the crowd, crowd you expect so but well, people will pay to see the shit i'm yeah. just saying yeah yeah exactly you don't need to go see guards of the galaxy guards of the galaxy not for shit it's like for that imax come shit on, like this come on. <laughs> yes. yeah like not for IMAX, I know for tickets for this, this, this small theaters, that is what this movie is supposed right. to be about. People will come and yeah. see it. Um, well, what, what, um, what, I, what I would say about this this movie that impressed me. Um, okay, so, you know, like like I mentioned earlier with the Tarantino ripoffs, right? You know, as as his movie came out with a lot of style and flair, everybody wanted to copy that, yeah. right? And I noticed there was like this kind of trend with these, like, you know, there's these action films with a bunch of, you know, unique characters, um, Case in point, Smoking Aces, which was a show that I yeah. wanted to enjoy, even though it had both Common and Alicia Keys in it. But I kind of came out of it right. like, yeah. nah, this, this, was, yeah. this was a hot mess. I didn't care for it, right? This is what Smoking Aces should have been like. Should have been, have, thank you, yeah. Well, all right. Like, I wouldn't say, and this is like one drawback to the film, and just a minor drawback, is that I right. felt that the characters could have been just developed a little bit more. You know, it's like yes, he is the 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 um the gunrunner, the the, the the um you know easy tug. You know these different characters, these archetypes. Though. But you know because of the time frame that they're working in, and this is where I have to give um, credit where credit is due because it's tight. Yeah. You know, it's just like the location. The movie runs for ninety minutes yeah. long. It's not going yeah, over that that it, it it you know it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It just tells the story. It's simple, to the point. And you just come in, boom, bang, and you get out, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. This was like, to me, this is like what Smoking Aces should have been, where it wasn't just about um, style and everything like that. And, ooh, look at these this this crazy gunman and all that kind of stuff. But there's actual technical craft going on here. Not just with the sound yes, design sure. that you mentioned here, but also the direction. So well made. The way no, how I, it was edited and I, stuff like that. I was, like, impressed yeah, by exactly. that. Exactly. No, the song design is just one of the highlights, but, like, editing... Where the camera was, they had the camera in some smart places. Yeah. Throw this, like they had two parts where the part with the gas tank. <laughs> that gas tank sequence, because I forget from the trailer. Well, so like, oh yeah. no, I was like, wait, uh, um, this show gonna have like any explosions, and then it happens like, oh okay, right. Yeah, right. that was hard. And then the part with the well, they had my the part with the black fella. And he raised the rifle yes. up. I love that. Like, what I love that shot. I love that shot. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, what? It's a little dumb shit like that I like. I just like, just because your guest sense are real conscientiousness from yeah. this. Now. Uh, um, it was just, again, the editing. Another thing I like what it did. So, remember, one of the things I really fucking hated from the second Expendables was the fake blood. CG yes. blood, right? This had a lot of CG blood in it, but they edited it in such a smart way. See, I had like a working set of motion blur and like they didn't have the big dumb splash. When 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 Expansible did it, you had it. It's you seen it, but it just and come and go on. You had to like notice right. that shit. It didn't look big. It didn't look like on set stuff, right? Right. It didn't look like on. Uh, it didn't look like, like a squib or anything like that. It looked like CG blood, but because everything had the motion blur and you cut and then you move when with the kind of these weird panning shots uh-huh. that it did to make everything to get a sense of a bullet yeah. hitting you, and you know the characters lip it. It's just so well edited in that way. That is the kind of shit you had to be doing with, with gun stuff in today's right. world, especially if you're doing realistic gun things. That's why you had to edit a movie. Holy uh, crap. And on, on the subject of, 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 um, of gunplay to, to, to see these, um, I, I agree with you. I love how they kind of grounded it in reality. It wasn't some kind of John Woo, you know, like I say, guys running up with two guns and all that kind of stuff. It really does yeah. feel like, okay, this is how a war between 
you know, these guys would play out now. You know, people would fire shot. Yeah. Somebody will be complaining and cussing a lot. You know, and you think somebody get is is um is um, you know, out of action because he got shot a couple of times, but not so much. You know, some of these characters yeah. just kind of get up. You know, they in pain, whatnot. You, you know, I really like how they played off like that. Um, I thought it was yeah. it was really. Uh, I did. I love how, I love how they had the fact of well, you know, you, you had a more worry about infection. Yeah, yeah. And I like the the um oh gosh, the little comments you make is like, you okay there, you okay, you know what I mean? Like just kinda yeah. insult each other after they yeah. get shot now. And by the way, yes, this, right. this show throws out a lot of F bombs, boy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. No, but it's yeah, so the, as I say, uh, well, you know, um Captain Marvel herself Brie Larson is in yeah. this. Uh, she's solid in this. What they do with her is great. I love what he, especially that yes, ending. Yes, yes, yes. That's pretty good. I didn't yeah. expect that. Um, uh, what, what I like about her character do is that she seems to be probably one of the more self-aware characters. Like, you know, this is right. like dumb shit, right? Like, what are they doing? Like, this is not yeah, exactly. necessary for. But I, that, but that's why it works because again, it's it's a bunch all these unstable personalities. Yeah. Um, that's why it works. You know, Shadow could play unstable, talking about respect and all kind of oh bullshit. Oh my god, Shadow's um, character. Yep. Yeah, he was yeah, so yeah, have, animated, have, boy. He was just so right. Erratic. But he's great. I I love yeah, yeah. this. And, and his had, accent that, that, though, hilarious. The dialogue yeah. he spits hilarious. Yeah, the drug guy. Yeah, the druggy guy. They had they had all the, the character. Well, they have a character who who you know connected to the druggy guy in a really dark and disturbing yes, way. Yes. Especially when they explain yeah. what he did. Uh, you know what I liked about this, eh? Um, what I liked about this too is that it, you know it had that bottle feel to it. Where yes, there's a working universe outside, but because everything's so bottled. It just tell that story from within, and they still, I still can't really piece together what exactly was going on, like from a, from a, from who wanted to right. do what. But when you find out, oh shit, it have shenanigans beyond the initial inciting yeah. incident, uh, you realize, oh okay, this person doing this, and it's just about this factor driving this person. You didn't need to know what's going on because <laughs> they had a part where the guy was not gonna explain shit, and nope, yeah. nope. <laughs> and yeah. that, which was funny, um, which was really got up funny, right? Um, uh, oh. Not since, not since the first raid, ah. it had that working bottleness. Yeah, yeah. To do that inside one space and make the space work, that is why I love this, because the use of the space thread that's so smart yeah, and well done. Unlike the raid, which was anyway, just you talk, like, you know, all this over-the-top actionness. This one, like I said, right. I really love the fact that it, it, it was grounded reality. Grounded. It was about these these yeah. characters kind of dealing with the insecurities during this gunfight. Exactly. I really love that. Um, yeah. I felt that the setup itself, or at least what sparked the whole gunfight itself, it caught me off guard. But like I don't know. Uh, right. It, I, I like the unexpectedness of it, but I was expecting right. some a little bit more grander, like some big ultimate betrayal, and that's what that caused people nah. to just throw off there. That's one. Thing. I like that. It's just a sort of, a sort of irrational, dumbass people who just want to make money. And, <laughs> just, and that's the next thing, too. I love um, that. And it's, it's good characters. It's good yeah, character and, writing. And, and, right. And, and that next thing, too, well, in terms of dumbass. Um, I find, like, yeah. mostly characters, yeah, are kind of generally dumb now. But, of course, with a show like this and how self-aware it is, yeah, you can't expect that. But, unfortunately, though, it, it kind of um, leads it to the point where sometimes you don't care when certain characters get shot. It's like, okay... Oh, just waiting for this guy to get hit. He got to get hit now. Oh, oh, right. It's like that. But at the same time, you're just laughing at them dying. And, you know, maybe yeah. if I cared for them a little bit more, I would have actually been a little so bit more it, concerned, I guess. But maybe that's not the point. So it's a total... No, the movie, the movie is a total schadenfreude, you know, comeuppance movie. Yeah? It, they got everybody who get harmed. And then characters who you thought was good, it's like, oh, no, he on bullshit too. All right, well, you're glad that he hit <laughs> that he dead. And he, yeah. You know? Then that, that one character in particular, I was like, oh, shit, I thought he was so nice and normal. And they rub about, you thought they rub about early. And he comes back in a really funny way. And he has a great yes. scene. Yes, I, I knew you were um, talking about. Yes, yes, 
Yeah, exactly. It's a great sequel to him. But then when they, well, they end him off, it's like hilarious. I don't know how yeah. they do it. I was like, oh, when they find out what he was up to, it's like, oh shit, all right, he on shit too then. All right, well, fuck all you right. then. That's the whole all thing. Right. Yeah, like nobody, everybody kind of shitty oh. and they indefensible in their own way. And it's like, oh, okay, I totally understand it. They, they did that really well. Um, you're going to say your last points and then I'll give my okay. rating. Yeah, um, so I was saying, so, you know, I wish I could have been a little bit more concerned for these characters. Well, not so much concerned, but I just wish I could have cared a little bit more because of just how right. kind of dumb these characters are. And I guess that's, that's the point, you know. Um, I like that they weren't going for this, like, standard action, you know, Hollywood action film where it's just about bullets and bullets and bullets and more bullets and testosterone and stuff like that. It's really like, right. you know, if this situation happened in real life, this is how it kind of would play out, especially when you're dealing with these very insecure characters with guns, you know, what would happen, you know, it's kind of like a what if scenario. Um, and while I wasn't like completely blown away by it, I really love the concept. I love how it's played out. It's just, I wish that <laughs> these characters were not as dumb as they were. And, you know, but apart from all that, I, I had, I had fun with it. I didn't love it as much as you did clearly, but I certainly enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, I'm uh, going to give my rating. I'm going to give this, you know, well, it not that well, my highest rating is IMAX, but it's not an IMAX screening type of movie anyway. <laughs> it's a gemstone. That's how I'm going to rate it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's you know, I would, I have no, I, like, seriously, I could see myself, like, just dropping three, 300 on just for the day. Like, I'll go see the movie, the ticket is 90, and you, uh, you spend a ton of cash on the food, so, I don't know. Uh, and then I'll buy a butter up there. Yeah, and wine. Whilst watching wine and something. I could see myself, like, just enjoying a day. By myself, even by myself or with a friend or something like that, and just enjoying this film. This is the kind of movie that we need to come down, John. Holy shit. Whatever. I just really anyway, I did I roughly did something similar uh at home <laughs> watching this. Um so I just ended in the big screen and I had a some wine <laughs> from South Africa. I had some wine from South Africa and I just drink out and then you know, and then um <laughs> uh had some food and I just ate that and totally yeah. enjoyed myself. This movie was great. Yeah. Love this movie, Dread. It pro- this more likely going to get a top 10 idea. Wow, okay. All right. And yeah, possibly. Well, while yeah. I did not enjoy it as much as you did, just mainly because That's of a- the setup and the way how... Yeah. Oh, well, uh, it well I mean, yes, technically it's on point. Well shot, well directed. Yeah. Uh, music was on point. The sound design, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I just find that the characters were a little too dumb for the, for, for its, for the, uh, for their own good. But I guess that's the point. That's what make it work. You know, but it yeah. just kind of make it like, okay, I kind of don't care about these characters getting shot. It's just like, okay, yeah. who is going to survive? And the way how it, how it ends, pretty interesting. Um, but I would say right. I certainly enjoy it. It's probably one of the most unconventional action movies I've seen in a long while. It reminds me a lot like, say, yeah, just... um, you know, like a Assault on Precinct 13. You know, it reminds me of those old right. yeah. 70s action films. And just the fact that it was set in the 70s just make it a lot better for me. Uh, but I would... Right. This, this, this was... This was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But I, I, for yeah. me though, I would give this a strong three and a half to a light four to five stars. If you're an action fan, right. you will totally enjoy it. If you're looking for something kind of non-Hollywood, say like the Raid Redemption before Hollywood quote-unquote takes it and turns it into dread, just saying. It, you know, if you're looking bullshit, for like yeah. a new twist on the action thriller western in a sense because in a way technically when you look at it it is like that western you know um gunfight at the ok corral kind of thing but just stretched out for like what 90 minutes roughly yeah right um but yeah i i i would recommend that you do check it out um you'll have a blast with this one uh even if you don't care about the people getting shot you will still have fun so yeah give this one a look 
Right. I uh so what next right, week? No? So next week something yeah. to look forward to. Right. So um uh. surprise, right? So I was on CC8 website, right? Caribbean Cinema Seed website. And I saw that apparently Wednesday the time is recording, we should be getting all eyes on me. Now I don't know if this really? is actually true because Mummy is coming out and Rough Night is coming out as well. And then I went up on the Movie okay. Town website and I saw no poster for All Eyes on Me. But if okay. this is true and we actually are getting all eyes on me, I don't wait to know second week. I am a, I am a person. I'm all about weekends, opening weekends. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. I want to see that. Right. And I really do hope that, you know, down here, we're really serious about this movie because Street Outta Compton was such a huge hit. And, you know, yeah. we, we love that movie. We did a review of it. And, you know, why why ignore why why ignore um, all eyes on me? I mean, it's about Tupac. Right. Now, I don't know it's if, going, it's, if it's official be... down here. But they say Wednesday we're supposed to get, so I will keep my eyes yeah, open. Probably, it, because I know I went again. I launch in Australia, um, June fifteenth, as they say. Um, but I don't know what they're gonna do with it. So yeah, it, it's possible that it could be long. Because if it's coming out, I, I yeah. can't see it. More like uh, it. However, um, if it doesn't, I kind of have this strange feeling I might end up watching the Mummy, even though I don't want to. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll go see the Mummy. Right. The, well, another movie I want to see as well is um, it comes at night. Most I likely, mean, yeah, a pirate. Lot of that. Things about that show. And yes, I haven't watched uh, any I heard, trailers. I, heard I don't want to know anything about it. Nothing. But yeah, I don't want to know nothing. Up, yeah. Well, um, actually, this a couple of critics actually say it's one of the best movies of the year. Well, horror otherwise. So I'll give that one right. a look. Um, and also the Handmaid's Tale. Um, I'll make sure to binge it. Right. So you can expect our review of that. Um, in our next episode. Yeah, and I swear I think I'm forgetting something, but anything yeah, like what like wise or, or what? Yeah, it's slipping my brain. I ain't sure what's going on, but it's, I think it's yeah, I think it's just right. that. However, oh, it'll and, come to um, me. there well, was like, that one particular horror movie that we mentioned last week, Raw. Um, once again, here another great right. things about that. Yeah. So I'll make the effort to check that out um, before right. the next uh, episode. So right. with that all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online, dude? Um, uh, Pasat. R-M-E-D-D-Y that is at R-M-E-D-D-Y at R-M-E-D-D-Y on Twitter and then you can just type in my name Ricardo Medina on Facebook and you should contact me there but you realize our unfortunate little bad habit of not friending people because Facebook is ridiculously obnoxious and noisy if you're a friend on Twitter more likely will take you so check my Twitter I find Twitter is more reliable on average uh, well the thing is with me I, 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 I'm more with Facebook even though I have this on again I'll forget relationship with them but anyway all that aside uh, you could find me on Twitter just look for Legally Black MGB MGB in capital letters yeah. also on Facebook just look for my name and also a Legally Black official fan base where you find the link to this podcast here as well as the one, the one sorry that we've done before right so any any last words anything yeah I got it. my brain slipping out so I think there's something out of co- oh shit this show. Um, what show? What show? This show. Ah, uh, fuck. Twin Peaks. We talk about yeah, that. Yeah, because I waited for yeah, it to well, finish. No I waited problem. for the... Okay, because... Yeah. Um, right, so I think I mentioned this before, but I watched season one and two of it before. Um, and then there was a movie that was supposed to be the prequel and the sequel. Sorry, the prologue and the right. epilogue. That was Firewalk With Me. Right. And I Firewalk hated that me, show yeah. so much. And I, I actually support... Um, David Lynch and his films, but I just hated that movie so much. It just kind of retroactively made me hate um, Twin Peaks in general. Yeah, right. so I heard good things about uh, season three, but because of right. my history with it, I can't watch it on a weekly basis. I just had to watch this whole thing out. Yeah, that's yeah, been uh, I think it's 10 episodes. I could be wrong, but uh, if it is, I could just watch it out and then, you know, right. share my thoughts on that. All right, cool. Cool. 
Alright, cool. Yeah. Right, so once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever this is. This was Machu Bilian. Ricardo Medina. We are signing off from another episode of BSB to Melee. So take care for the next one. And don't forget, free fire. Right, Peace. later. <laughs> yeah.